1: Let me do my thing. I got 16 for this Roscoe thing. But I'm done. No, but I'm almost done. Let me get back to it. Hold it out loud. And little back wood. Hold on. That don't make no sense. My bad. <laughs> see, I see. I get nervous. My bad. Okay. Let me get together. Hold, hold lot of it out. Hold lot of it. And a little back wood. Whole lot of money. Big tip by wood. I put it on a train, little engine. Good, bitch. I missed that all up.
2: <laughs> well, that's what happens when people read Waka Flocka lyrics. It makes you stupid. Hey, this is, <laughs> welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and...
1: Karen, I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, this shit don't mean, hold on, hold on. So I do apologize, people.
2: Well, you know, this is the second time you open opened the show with Waka Flocka lyrics, because um, I specifically don't give in to terrorists, but we'll get to that later. ha! <laughs> um this is a feedback show for the blackout tips of course you guys can find us on itunes stitcher radio podomatic whatever you listen to podcast on i'm sure you can find our show that way uh google us all that great stuff for of course the easiest way to get in contact with us go to the blackouttips.com check the about section and uh all the contact information is right there for you if you're not comfortable doing that then what the fuck how'd you find this show I got that's the truth. But you can vote in the polls there. You can leave comments. We have a forum now where you guys can go in and add your favorite moments from uh, 2013 so that when we do our best of show. Yep, yep. And we do the tippies. You guys can just already have all the information all queued up for us, man. We appreciate all the people who take the time to do those things. I mean. Yes, we do. And it's fun voting in the poll, getting to hear what we think about what you said and how you voted and leaving comments on the show and emailing us. All this stuff is fun. So, what are you waiting for? Participate. It's really, it's really cool.
1: Yes, yes. So we want to thank everybody that's buying merchandise and putting us on your chest. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes we don't even put us on our on our chest, but we thank you for putting us on your chest.
2: Yeah, we have a, a store. All this stuff you can find right from the blackouttest.com. Uh of course uh the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Let's get right back right into this uh the show. First thing I want to do is give people props that donated to us. We appreciate it. Gave okay, us um, that
1: money. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know in uh you know in, in today's economy it's hard for people to part with it, but um we appreciate it, man. Yeah. A lot of times people are having problems, people can't even take the car to work no more they got to catch the bus gas is going up and y'all still put in on this we appreciate it man yeah we do so let me give props to the people that gave us some money april thomas april t thank you very much for the recurring donation we we'll appreciate it thank you sweetie jeremy w with we'll, well thank you very much for the one-time donation j dubs yes sir um uh, we also got a one-time donation from uh double a antonio said this is my gift to the god and goddess of black podcasting it amazes me when i pick up a new show and they shout you out yeah new shows do be shouting us out man it's cool man also appreciate all the shows that do take the time to shout us out man yes. i don't have time to listen to every single I, podcast you know i wish
1: i had unlimited time y'all but we don't so yeah. we can listen to what we can and if we don't listen it don't mean it's nothing against you just that i have a limited amount of time
2: yeah but it always means something to me because it does everything kind of gets back to me man like people that talk shit about us i hear about that people that give us props i hear about that uh people that say we inspire them we hear about this shit man so you know it's really cool when uh people do give us props man and uh mm-hmm. it all helps spread the word and uh we try to pay that back uh you know with the things we're fans so. of yep alicia Cristiani, she hit us with the recurring donation thank you thank sweetie. you alicia i um, hope you enjoy
1: those pasta that pasta that you know baby <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: Jay rich he hit us with the recurring donation um like i said big fan of his dunk contest um very <laughs> underrated um denise m she hit us up all the way out of unc i know she pulled up for the tar heels am i right denise let's go we getting duke today uh she hit us with that one time <laughs> donation mm-hmm. we at home now biatch. uh acclaimed uh author m.a gray uh Writer of the Paperboy series He uh, hit us with a recurring donation
1: Yes, we, we thank you we, we looking out for that great next novel And pretty soon we know that uh, All the hard writing you've been doing There will be a movie on it We are looking
2: forward yeah. to it, sir The Paperboy series is about a time-traveling paperboy Who solves crimes Everyone uh, should check it out uh, Coco Bunny uh, Tabitha M, she donated to the show thank you very much for current donation yes one of my favorite types of donations because it means she'll be back uh, yes yes it does Herb put up in this Herb uh, Herb S he, he put up in this um
1: uh Hello, school name one right time right
2: donation uh yeah that's one of my favorite names I always enjoy seeing Herb name because I get to say Herb I don't get to say Herb enough in my no. life and <laughs> me more of a black man named Herb uh Shelly Huang Esquire, please say the Esquire. She better. donated to the show. Thank you very much, Michelle W. Always bigging us up on Facebook and stuff. Thank you, um, sweetie. Thank you, Chandra G. With the recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. I mean, just, just so much love this week, man. I don't even know what to say, man. I, I love y'all, and uh we all go together now. So thank y'all. Ah. All right, man. Um, we also had. What do you want to do first? I, I didn't even ask. Uh, we can do iTunes. Uh, okay. You want to do iTunes first? All right. Well, tell them what they need to do so that they can get their review read on iTunes. I mean, everyone is adopting our policy because it is so damn awesome. I just, every show I hear is like, uh, we're going to use the Blackout Tip policy. We're going to use the Blackout Tip policy. Remember when they all laughed at us, Karen? And joked at us. Yeah. They said, oh, you guys mm. can't take criticism. You can't take the heat. <laughs> ah! And I said, you don't know what the fuck you were talking about. These things count. Yes, they do. You take the time to leave a comment;
1: it should count for something.
2: They all laughed at me. Now look at them. <laughs> I'm shining. Go ahead, Karen. Tell them what they got to do. Uh,
1: to leave us a review on Ice oh, on iStar, my iTunes. Fact. Yeah, iTunes. <laughs> Go to any Apple device that you have. And go into your iTunes and search up the Blackout Who Tips and leave us a comment. If you do not have an Apple device or you're using it from just a regular PC or computer, you can go to iTunes.com. Set up an account. It's really, really simple. And then go to the Blackout Tips.com. Leave us five stars and leave us a comment. No, not
2: Blackout dot com. Oh, um, Blackout Tips. Yeah, just search the Blackout oh, I'm dot .com.
1: I'm going straight to the web page. My bad, y'all. Mm-hmm. Try to drive that traffic. I hear you showing <laughs> Ain't I, though? No.
2: Sound like uh Shirley from Chonella. Um, Tetsuso. I don't know how you pronounce that. Tetsujo. Tetsujo. It's not Tetsuo for those of y'all that watch uh, anime and shit. It's not uh, spelled that way. <laughs> no, not spelled that way. Tetsujo. Digital gold five stars. Hello, Hell Rod and Karen. They left out the O oh, or else they just want us to go to hell. I don't know. <laughs> Knowing our fans, it could be both. Yes. Uh, hello Rod and Karen. Thank you for the gifts of the following, tipping, slapping black babies, personal growth through Tyrese's literature and acknowledging that there is more to the West Coast rap than the game. Odd Future and Kendrick Lamar. They put in, uh, you know, they put that in, uh, parentheses to let us know that we be. We be shouting out Odd featuring Kendrick Lamar and uh, Black Hippies, all those dudes. Uh, so haven't played enough Nipsey Hussle lately. I got to get back on that. Uh, Blue just need to come out with some more albums because uh, my nigga is just... Uh, the last thing I heard from him was some old techno rap shit, and I wasn't fucking with that. But Below the Heavens is a classic. Um so yeah man we always trying to, to shout out the west uh because it's a lot of good rap coming out of there it is and uh you really shouldn't let your location in america Dictate.
1: determine what you
2: listen to because, years ago it
1: did but now mm-mm.
2: right and it shouldn't matter because most importantly white people own all this shit so i don't Ain't know why people get, so get mad <laughs> i own the east coast niggas like well no, you know no, white you people don't. own all this shit so just you know don't worry about it uh cheers tj so thank you tj uh, can't get enough five stars from RJ two two nine Rod and Karen love the show episode four thirty another classic for the year keep them coming guys RJ thank you, you RJ you're welcome very very simple uh response there and, uh, yes and
1: they don't have to be long I know yeah. a lot of people I don't have nothing to say they don't gotta be long. episode
2: four thirty was comedy killer with Brandon and Deidre for those that are wondering like mm-hmm. what you know which one is he calling classic maybe you haven't heard it yet or maybe you just want to remember. I love TBGWT by Ronasha, wait, let me get this right, Ronasha, 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 bam, I got it, it's <laughs> got to be close if it's not all the way right, Uh I love the Blackout Tips by Ronasha, I love everything about your show, I've been listening for almost a year now and I love every minute of your Ratchet Comedy Deep Discussions <laughs> and Tomfoolery, keep up the good work. Hard work pays off in the end, and you two are destined for greatness. Three exclamation marks and Kaflok. Um, thank you very much, Ronation. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, all right, we got comments. We got the voicemails. What do you want to do? Let's do voicemails. All right. Let's see. Uh, get these playing for everybody.
3: Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Greg. Uh, it's been a few weeks since I called y'all. Um, so I figured I'd call y'all back. Um. I'm listening to the episode y'all uh, had with uh, Brandon and Deidre, and I paused it while y'all were talking, while uh, Charlamagne the guy was doing his interview um, that y'all were talking about, and just reminded me of the uh, the Law and Order episode. By the time y'all hear this, it came on um, last week, uh, February 27th, um, where it was kind of a uh, a parallel of Chris Brown and Rihanna uh you know how long does their does their uh their rip from the headlines thing and uh they really didn't try to hide it. Uh the guy's name was Caleb Bryant, same initials as Chris Brown. And uh, they're both R and B singers and um you know uh and they kinda like kind of made parallels of the of both incidents and everything. And um <laughs> the funny thing that they also had was that when Chris Brown did his interview on Larry King, he's wearing the blue sweater and the bow tie. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Law and Order, they had him, uh, Caleb Bryant, wearing a blue sweater, and a bow tie, on the Wendy <laughs> Williams show, and he brings out the, uh, the friendship ring, you know, like Kobe Bryant, um, and Caleb Bryant. I just thought about that, but anyway, um, I'm probably the only person who watches Law and Order SVU anymore, so I don't know if anybody has seen it. Also
0: um
3: what else was I uh thinking about Oh uh, I can't remember. That's all, all right, right. I'm going to have to call y'all back until I remember.
2: All right, so bye. <laughs> Peace. All right. Um no, we did not watch that shit. Um I don't watch that show normally and I wasn't going to watch it cuz they were going to talk about Chris Brown and Rihanna. They could they combined folks. Yeah, it well, was We did two for one. Yeah, it wasn't really like something that moves me, so. I didn't peep it. Uh, Karen, did you watch it? Mm-mm. Yeah, I heard the review on, um, on, uh, Where's My 40 Acres. Brandon and those guys talked about it for a long time, uh, with Amber P was on there and everything. So, uh, you know, that, that whole discussion, um, if you guys want to go hear it, they, they had a pretty good discussion about it, but I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that kind of shit, um, cause I don't watch that show. Uh, next voicemail.
3: Hey, Rod and Karen. It's Greg again. Um, I just remembered what I was uh, uh, going to uh, ask y'all about or, or say something about. Um, maybe in the episode before, a couple of episodes ago, um, where the teacher had the slave mass <laughs> uh, word problems. About a year ago on my old podcast, Forget What You Heard, um, there was another incident. I, get, I, I think it's it has to be two separate incidents. Of a teacher using um, uh, slave references in their math word problems. So this has happened before. I was wondering, like, is this the same article? Because I talked about that about a year ago on my podcast. But uh, that really just proved that nobody listened to my podcast. So mm-hmm. that's okay. But you know, I don't understand what these teachers try to look. Y'all don't have the teachers. If you're listening, you don't have to force black history month on your students, especially if you don't teach history or any kind of social studies. it's just not necessary. You know? You know, you don't have to have word problems like uh Massa has three hundred dollars and he bought five slaves. How much money did he spend on each slave? You know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. It's not necessary. And that just bothers me, um, you know. And it and the first the incident that um, I talked about on my podcast happened in Georgia. Um, and I think it was in a county that I had I used to be a substitute teacher that I had taught in. Um, so, man, it's just you, I, I I just don't like that teachers have to feel like they have to force it just because it's Black History Month. You don't know have to force it, especially if you don't teach history. You teach math. Okay, you don't have to infuse Black History Month into everything, you know. And even if the, uh, even if the history teacher isn't teaching anything about Black history, that doesn't mean that you have to do it, you know. So that's who the teachers listening. To everything. Um, so uh that's what right it. I'm gonna finish us through the Sunday episode. It's really good so far, and uh I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.
2: Peace. Yeah. What do you think about that, Karen?
1: That's a true statement as far as you teach math. Math. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's what you teach. Mm. You really don't teach history. And it's okay to uh, use math and history. Please don't get me wrong. You know, but it's one of those things where... When it comes to slave and slavery, and you talking about master and how many slaves could he buy, and, you know, using mad problems like, 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 like this, master gave slave $5, slave went to go buy five peaches. How many peaches did he buy? No, you, you can use something a little bit more simple. Jill went to the stove. Jill had $5. How many apples could Jill buy? And you can get the same point across. Mm-hmm. Let the history teachers who really have done their jobs and studied, I don't mean no harm, they got degrees and stuff in this, teach history.
2: Yeah, now I'm I'm I got to go the opposite way on this. Uh I feel like they need to incorporate slavery into everything during Black History Month. I don't think they Put enough slavery in the doctrine, you know, in, in in the syllabus and everything that we're supposed to be learning in February. Uh, you know, but you don't have to just go with negative black history. You could use positive black history. That's true too. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you could talk about things uh that, you know, black people did that weren't necessarily being slaves. That's not all there is to black history in America. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, you know, if you don't wanna do that, then I say you go all in and I want slavery PE classes. Ha! you know
1: what you what you what you want them like uh 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 doing pull-ups on nooses and yeah we turn
2: like duck duck goose into like you know uh escape slave um <laughs> thing ha! you know um we get uh do stuff like uh you know instead of like dodgeball it could be like dodge whip something like that oh lord. Um, you know, I'm just spitballing off the top of my head here, Karen. Um, there's a lot of stuff, you know, when you climb the rope and stuff like that, you know, that could also be part of an escape drill. Um, you know, you could play a lot of, uh, uh, hide and seek it could be, uh, you know, hide and seek escape black people. And it could be like, you know, under you can have an underground railroad part. Uh, uh, somebody could be Harriet Tubman. You know
1: the the one the one mile run could be the one mile run away to freedom.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know I'm thinking positively. Uh, I don't think it has to necessarily be negative. You know, uh, so I would definitely use a lot of uh, positive reinforcement, but also, you know, really put slavery into every subject. Yes. uh you know science and stuff like that i will throw some slavery up in there uh of course econ uh you know home ec where people are um eating you know food and stuff i have them like eat slavery uh food and stuff like okay today uh you know for home ec we're not gonna bake a cake we're gonna learn about hog malls so let's oh, go yeah, ahead go, and get go, some of go, those going to
1: cook chitlins
2: yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, they'd be like, man, this is what the slaves had to eat. I'm going to make it real for them. We're going to do pig feet. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the kind of things I would teach in my black history class. I mean, not my, in my school when we taught black history. Also, you know, for that month, we do stuff like make the black kids sit in the back of the class. Uh, if they, and if they're already sitting in the, black of the cla- back of the class like they do in so many places, then they have to sit in the front and the white people have to sit in the back for a change.
3: Ha! we're gonna you know, reverse it we're gonna
2: mix it up we're gonna mix it up man maybe we even treat white people like black people for that month and uh be racist to them oh you know? and
1: you know what in in the uh cafeteria we're gonna lay label the tables we gonna have the colored tables mm-hmm. and the whites only tables yeah right. we're we gonna make it real
2: and we're just gonna make the white people sit at the colored tables so they'll learn their lesson and then at the end of that month when black people are acting out ignorant and mean to the white people because you know That's how people are. You know, they're going to, it won't take long before power dynamics shift in the school and black people be like, no, whitey go sit in your section and stuff like that. Ah. Then at the end, we flip it over and we go, see, this is how it feels to be on the other side of this shit. Not just for white people, but for black people too. Yeah. and,
1: And you know what, when, when they, uh, when they serve lunch, all the black kids is go in the front, and all the right. and all the white kids is go in the back where they mm-hmm. hand them bag lunches. And if
2: you want any white person's seat, you just go up and tell them to move, and they have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be cool, man. I mean, we get sued, and our school would go no, out of course. business. Of course, we won't be around for long. Yeah, we'd be out of business after February. But I mean, it would be a good ah! lesson for the world, you know. And that's what I'm here for—to teach the world. Next voice mail. Hey,
3: what's up, Rod? What's up, Karen? Uh, First time caller, uh, and. I was just, you know, I'll make this quick, because I know you all got a billion voicemails to get to. But uh, I know it's not technically a movie, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and see uh, if I can go ahead and drop Spartacus as an
0: impossible white man movie. Um, and I'm just going to base this on the fact that this nigga got stabbed in the back and lived, but not only lived, but fucked around and killed, like, 200 Romans immediately after. mm mm-hmm. Um that's some impossible white man shit for your ass.
3: So um I don't know what the criteria, you know, if that if that fits the criteria for an impossible white man movie, but I'm gonna submit that as an impossible white man movie possibility. Spartacus. Alright. Okay. Love the show, man. Holla back. Go.
2: Alright, well, um nameless caller there's a couple things. One it's a TV series, so it can't be a movie if the, if that's what you're talking about. Now, Spartacus was a movie and, uh, it was, it was a little bit, uh, it's very, very old and shit like that. If, I don't think that's what you were talking about, um, cause he didn't kill no 200 Romans in that shit for sure. Um, so I'm gonna assume you're talking about the TV, TV show. Series. Um, now you can have an, you can have an impossible white man character and not actually have a impossible white man movie. Like Jack Bauer from twenty four is an impossible white man.
1: Yes he is. Woo! Get him Jack.
2: But it's not an impossible white man movie. You know what I'm saying? So so uh yeah, he definitely fits the genre. Um definitely impossible white man. I love me. Just some not Jack. a movie, you know. So yeah, uh, Yes, Spartac Jack got States. off a of heroin in twenty four hours, yes sir. Shit, Jack quit heroin cold turkey in like an hour and a half. Oh yeah, that's right, it was real quick,
1: that's right, my bad. I don't know how yeah. twenty four, that's that's the link for the show. Yeah. At an hour and a half and he never smoked again.
2: That's right. Um, uh, alright. Last voicemail, actually.
3: 40 Where's my boy, Niggas? Nation, what's up? Can a ride, ride a can, what's up?
2: What's on forty eight? My niggas
3: finally did the podcast for on and chill. Tastes like fried chicken. My niggas. Man, that was good shit. Y'all funny as fuck. A lot of shit that I would like to talk about, but it's only three minutes. Y'all niggas do y'all shit. I want to chill through this shit, and they think their podcast is raggedy. I fucks with them niggas. I mm-hmm. fucks with them hard. Um, I need to be a little bit. This is a black guy who tips. I wanted to um get my life together a little bit. Uh, I started being a blackjack dealer. Okay.
2: I'm, a, I'm a
3: dealer. Um, blackjack, three card poker, all that shit. Freeport got a boat. Got several different boats to me. Anyway, cards. I. This is the income tax season. Niggas is, god damn. I would love to give black people a chance. But for the love of God, when these fucking income tax come out, these motherfuckers expect they are fucking royalty. Do not tip shit, but want the most impeccable, spotless, pristine fucking service. And don't tip shit. You see me talking shit. I used to be a security guard. I can't reach can with my hands on motherfuckers, but if you swing at me or I can twist the shit to make it look like you swung at me. I can do whatever I want to. As long as my hands are around the chips, the different denominations of money chips, I can't put my hands with you. And you can talk shit if you want to. I can only sit there and grin with my eat shit grin and look at you while you talk shit, knowing that in a couple of months your motherfucking broke ass. Will not be in front of me talking this. Yeah, no, nah, you probably talking this much shit. I just wanted to pay. I don't understand. I, just let me know. You got a tip. Motherfuckers are not living on that much. The economy is not that great. But just tip for the service. Motherfucker give you the same service that he would give for somebody who does tip, regardless of the fact of how you act. It's great customer service. I
0: have to sit there with this eat shit grin
2: while you motherfuckers on your income tax ball shit. Ah! Blackhound is next. Dave I'm out. Alright, niggas. Alright, Daz. Uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, I didn't even think about blackjack dealers and stuff because I've never really been to Vegas or gambled, so no. I didn't even think about that when it comes to tipping and if black people tip and all that stuff um and it does sound like people that gamble away their income tax return might not be the most stable dependable people as far as clientele so they're probably not even planning on coming back to that shit until for another year or so So
1: versus yeah, like the people that go all the time like they almost know the etiquette of you should tip the dealer
2: yeah um so yeah that, that, that's cool though man i appreciate it that um that he did it and a lot of people in chat room talking about j-rod and how he's not calling anymore you know i know we couldn't even do it over under this week yeah um and uh he told me he asked me some questions about starting his own podcast so maybe he's gonna go do that man um and i don't I know. hope if, he does i encourage him to yeah i don't know if he's mad or anything but uh i know that uh he had a lot of random thoughts that he liked to call us about and maybe he can put that in his own podcast format and you guys can go listen to it if y'all care about what the weather's like or what time it is or Arizona versus Arizona State. You know, he had a lot of interesting things to say. It's just we never brought those things up on the show. So it really didn't make sense for him to say those things, uh, to us. Um, all right, let's check out the, uh, page. We actually have, uh, com. Um uh, and uh oh yeah, we'll open up the phone lines. Uh 557 186 is the phone number. Um and we'll get into reading some of y'all oh wait did I open it too early? Oh no. I was to open it during emails, ain't I? Yeah. I yeah. Well anyway, we're getting a call. Let okay. me answer this one. Well, hey, hey yo, you're on with the blackout tips?
3: No, yo, you on with the tips. And uh
2: turn your turn your internet down. I hear <laughs> I hear echo.
3: Uh, hello, this is uh, one of your, you know, long time listeners, uh, long time <laughs> caller. Actually, it's been a long time since I called. I listened to your comedy killer episode. Yeah. of The Black Eyed Kids podcast. Yes. I did not find it funny or amusing at the least. <laughs> In fact, I found it very, very offensive. Uh, I'm going to speak out. Uh, I'm going to write all of my, you know, congressmen and my different groups, and I'm going to on a new podcast and twitter
2: feed and it's going to be called comedy killer <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can tell by the uh the sentiment behind this phone call this can only be the one and only uh classic uh material from the coast of the podcast and apparently the classic team up uh podcast now what, what's up man classic team up yeah uh i'm back uh
3: yeah thank you for the the furrow of my podcast project uh you know without you guys it wouldn't be possible um, yeah, it's been a long time since I've been on the show, or, or actually called the show. Uh, you know, I know y'all got the voicemail on, I don't use it. <laughs> so I've been listening, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you went on and explained our little falling out, which, you know, was really nothing. Uh, yeah. but uh, you know, for the people out there, yes, yeah, uh, I did have a little, you know, thing with Rod, and you know, we, we settled it, so I say we call it a piece. And I am kind of embarrassed by it because, I was the one that brought peace between you and Rashardi. You know, I was the one that broke so it. You know, I, I was the Winston Churchill with that motherfucker. And then to come out and then, you know, just go against that, be a hypocrite. You know, that's not me. You Karen, know, how you doing, girl?
1: Good, sweetie. How you doing? I would have been okay. hurt. I was like, look, here, a real friend. What's going on here?
2: Yeah, I don't think I've you know, ever I- laughed harder in my house by myself and my computer screen. Than I did, uh, with that. Like, I, I laughed harder at our G chat conversation than I've laughed at, like, the Heats, uh, my, uh, Harlem, Harlem Shake video. Like, I could, uh, I was, I la- like, cause he was like, well, well, what about this? And it was like, wait, what? Why would I possibly, Oh my God! You was mad for real, and it just uh, it was I was tracing
3: up. it back to so many things. I was like, "Yeah, well, he's a big LeBron dude," and I'm like, "You know, can get LeBron off the Knicks, you know." And I like Melo because he's on my team. And he are double headbands. So I was like, "Yo, maybe he got big going back that far. I don't know, <laughs> you know." But he was on our show talking Marvel and stuff. But he does not like Cyclops What Apple Man. <laughs> So what the hell
2: you were trying to you remember know, if i was a uh, cold ketchup I or room in, temperature ketchup i
3: was here in my <laughs> in my basement with two of every comic because you know i gotta keep buying one for reading and one for collecting <laughs> every toy because i don't let miss classic touch any of them because they're valuable <laughs> was, uh, you know i can get them on the secondary market now i was in here to steal it <laughs> Actually, I was just playing Call of Duty, you know, wondering when you get on so I could shoot you again. But uh <laughs> you know, a different scenario altogether. Love the show. Oh, um, thanks, love man. Love the topics that you guys, you know, jump on. Continually, uh, you know, appreciate what you guys do. Um, I didn't get to hear the part with uh, Adam Carolla talking race. I did hear his show where he was talking about race. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm one of those people. It's like I, I listen to that and I don't take it seriously, but at the same time, I, you know, it's like, I understand, and there's sometimes I don't
2: agree. with your show, I just don't agree, but I understand. Right. And, you know... Yeah, like, I don't think I that actually, the 80s love. and the 90s are necessarily the best decades of all time. And, you know, that's yeah. gonna definitely be a point of contention between me and you because, you know, uh X-Men came out with a cartoon during then, and Spider-Man, I understand, brother, I I was there yeah. for G.I. Joe uh, every episode, but you know i don't have the same reverence but uh no nah, that's the thing about podcasts man everybody's just putting their own opinion out there yeah. and i think yeah. people just get so uptight because it's like well that opinion isn't the same as mine rah 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 but it's like you know it's there's enough room in the world for adam carolla to be ignorant and not know what the fuck he's talking about and for me to be ignorant and not know what the fuck i'm talking about so yes, sir. that's all i'm fighting yeah. for as long as karen is the voice of
3: reason that's all we need
2: yeah, as long as Kane <laughs> is the voice of reason. That ain't uh, always good.
3: <laughs> what One thing what we can all agree on is what Terrace Howard
2: talked about, open duke has to take over. Uh, true. Hey man, I are you gonna, gonna um, as a collector man, are you gonna end up getting those Django and chain dolls or what, man?
3: You know, I see a lot in this thing, in the collective community, which I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I'm, I'm like seeing more and more people in the collective community it's a big hit item I don't really collect toys like that
4: oh, I've actually okay. been
3: started on that our sponsor sent me a whole bunch of Spider-Man toys uh, for my birthday and I'm, just, you know, I'm like oh man I gotta get more You know, but I'm looking at all these bins of comics here and I'm like it's it's gonna get just in bad if I do that and I think this is classic give me the don't you do it don't you do it I mean <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, just looking um,
2: at it. You're looking at it like a, a heroin addict at, at, at a needle and yeah. shit. Like, no, yeah. you said you weren't gonna go back, Jamal. Because if I do, it's gonna be all over.
3: <laughs> and then I, w- I, wonder if my my mother-in-law comes by and she sees a, a a little doll of a uh, you know a, a, a free slave yeah. <laughs> on the table. Like, what is?
2: This? <laughs> is this a toy whip? Yeah, but, it's Like, what are you doing with okay, a toy yeah. whip? Oh wait, it's a rubber band. Okay. <laughs>
3: It is a hot item though, and it's probably going to be one of those deals. Like if you watch comic book man on AMC or something a few years later, they'll probably be selling it for like uh, you know several hundred dollars. Like Django on, Shane, it's limited edition. You know, yeah. and this one, this one, uh, you know, his he's got a scar on his right hand that's not in the other edition. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, the, the slave scars from the Whips, uh, you know, a more profound. You know, it's going to be all carbon kind of crazy stuff. So who
2: knows? The yeah, craziest thing the craziest thing about what you just said is the idea that comic book men will be around in a couple of years. Um <laughs> All right, man. We, <laughs> I'm about to roll and get back to some more of this uh feedback. But thank you for calling it. Thank in, you, sweetie. No problem. All right. What man? your voice. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. Oh, what a comedy killer. Just <laughs> show's not even funny anymore. I'm not gonna do it. What if we would just call it and be like, womp, womp, and then hung up? I'm like, what? <laughs> he did it again? Arr, Jetson? All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's get to these comments. Uh, we, uh, of course, theblackoutist.com. Go check out the episodes. You can leave comments on the actual episodes. You can leave comments. We have polls after each episode. Um, the first one from last week is actually 429. Just be a father is a feedback show. Miss Criswell wrote in about something that uh, she Karen and I both <laughs> didn't think we cared about. And uh I think we got into a long discussion about black fatherlessness and uh how we can and cannot talk about it and what's actually productive and what's not. And uh you yes, guys can sir. go listen to that again if you guys want our entire take on it. But uh I don't want to do forty more minutes on that uh today. But we'll see what this feedback determines. Uh X Fray says what up, Rod and Karen? It's Chris from Sweden who called in last week. Just a little correction. The podcast I was trying to plug was the Stochastic Kitten. The C-H-N Stochastic makes a K sound. Okay. We thought he said sarcastic. Yes. Over the phone line, but it was Stochastic, stochastic. Kitten. Um, I guess it sounds like sarcastic over a phone line. My bad for not being more clear. Uh, what was, what was it that made you guys start the Black Guy Who tips? Uh well I just I had a blog that I was well updating on MySpace uh actually yeah that, for my that how
1: old we are MySpace. <laughs>
2: Yeah, for my friends, and they were reading it, and then, uh, I just, I needed a name for it, so I called it that. Then I made it, uh, the blackout tips, uh, dot blogspot, and then it just kind of graduated from there. And when we were starting the podcast, couldn't come up with a name, really. Karen kind of was, uh, you know, wishy-washy about whether she was gonna be involved or not. So I didn't want to name it something where it's gonna be like, you know, Rod and Karen, and then like three episodes in, she's like, you know what, I'm out. This, I don't want to <laughs> do this. So uh we uh i named it the black guy who tips and uh actually uh you know it just stuck and people like it uh people don't always know what it means i don't always know what it means it kind of changes but it's awesome that uh people are catching on would you say that spreading the good news of a tipping black man has become your life's ambition no uh shout out to the people that tune in to think that this is what the show's gonna be about yeah i'm
1: listening to to, i'm listening to end because i want to know do they tip if they tip
2: Yeah, all that good stuff. Also, what's next for Rod and Karen? Your own network, a show on BET. What would you have to be? uh, No, for definitely no for the BET part. What would have to be accomplished for you guys to be able to sit back and say we've made it? Our lives are now fulfilled. I don't don't know. Maybe if we were self sustaining off of the podcast Mm -hmm. income, that would be dope. Um, Yeah, and just able to do it full time because if we could, there
1: was guys. We have so many ideas and so much we want to do. But, you know, when you work 40 hours a week and, mm-hmm. and, and podcasting and other people's shows, you really can't do it all. But I would say if we could just, both of us could just do this full time, y'all would have so much more content.
2: Yeah. Monetize it maybe. Do some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, switch the format to maybe like five days a, a week. week. But shorter mm-hmm. shows, but, yeah. but more, do you know. Yeah, do spinoff
1: shows and all kinds of things. Yeah, you have there's all
2: kinds of stuff like that that we have kind of uh, behind the scenes and uh, goals that we have for ourselves and um you know we'll we'll see how we get there what we do to get there and mm-hmm. whatnot but we appreciate everybody supporting us because more important most important thing for us right now is that it has to stay fun and you know we already have a lot of obligations and responsibilities outside of the podcast so once the podcast becomes not fun then we have to be getting paid to do it like i know so it can't be uh to some point where we're sitting around like oh god a okay, podcast. we gotta do a show today mm-hmm. like i don't want to feel like that Me so um at, at this point the most important thing is that we just have the coolest audience and have the most fun on the mic
1: yeah if i said that case we could probably work with Dex and more do more audio plays it's a, it's a lot it's a lot we could do yeah. i'm i'm like i say that that's one thing i'm looking forward to and the thing is that if we never reach that goal i won't be mad or angry i will just do this and as long as it's fun
2: i will keep doing it yep um the tickler says be a goddamn daddy follow me on twitter for a month or two and you'll Ah. know i hate being a daddy this is some bullshit for your ass but i did that shit and these little motherfuckers are here because of my actions so i'm gonna take care of their bad asses i dated way too Ah. many females with daddy issues and i don't need my daughters taken to dick like i gave them bitches with daddy issues till they's married or i'm dead (laughs) all right Angry daddy. Oh yes, angry daddy. He, yeah, but he's angry. Uh, Charles S. says, uh, uh, you know, every daddy can't be a cool daddy. Everybody just yeah, that's true. Now you know that that's why we have an exclusive club for the cool daddies. daddies
1: yeah, that that's uh, a very
2: small, tight knit club because yeah. all
1: daddies ain't cool. Some daddies are assholes. Some daddies are angry. Mm-hmm. Some daddies are abuser. They there, but just
2: because you there don't mean you good. Right, right. And he's apparently in the angry uh, pragmatic daddy, daddy angry pragmatic daddy club. Um, Achievement unlocked by Charles S. Better than privilege. Getting a white person to wish they were black even for a second. Yeah, because uh, I think it was, Char- uh, who was it they called? I think it was actually X-Ray, the guy who yeah, left the first comment, who said that the show was so good, made him wish he was black. <laughs> I was, uh, I was like, That's an accomplishment, sir. Yeah. Uh, what's good, Rod and Karen? Another good episode. I concur with the whole father discussion. I've treated every woman I slept with as if I could get her pregnant, save one. The thought of me, <laughs> he's like, and that's the one I got pregnant, son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> the thought of me picking the wrong woman scares me 10 times more than actually having the kid that's the main reason i don't have one now i personally don't feel i'm in the right place to raise a child still i couldn't even imagine not trying to be there for my offspring i've already made the decision to be there in my child's life regardless of the consequences a few years ago someone i know and trust wanted me to be the father of her child as she was pushing 40. As much as I believe she was responsible and dedicated, I would have to have full access to my child for me to agree to that. No turning over parent privileges for the omission of child support. I couldn't do it. I have a few relatives that have a bunch of children, most of which they never see because of, hold on, because, actually got a call coming in. Sorry to interrupt the comment, Charles. Uh, Give me one second. Yo, Yo, you're on with the blackout tips. What's up? Yo, yo, I said, I said, yo, I said, yo. What's up, family? Mr. Moody, how you doing, man? What up, kid? What's going on, King? You good? Oh, everything is gravy over here, man. We, we're both doing great.
0: Okay, man. Yo, y'all on air right
2: now, right? Yeah, yes, we sir. live right now, dog. Uh, you calling in? What's up, Queen? Hey, sweetie, how you doing?
0: Yo, <laughs> I'm good. I mean, I'm live on the black guy with tips, man. I got to get my shit ready. Hold on. I kind of knew y'all was live, but hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, I want to give a shout out to uh, T Bone and them niggas and uh <laughs> yeah, all that. Hey, hey, you know what I was calling y'all man. I read this. Um, I was on the internet, uh, by the way. Big up to all y'all, y'all black guy who tips all the listeners out there. But uh, I read this story right about. Um, it was a it was a pizza delivery guy. I don't know if you heard about this one. He delivered fourteen hundred dollars of pizza, mm-hmm. and he got a ten. He got a ten dollar tip, right? Wow! So I know I know Rod is big on tipping, and I'm extremely big on tipping for good service. So I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask Rod, man, how do you feel about a ten dollar tip? First of all, how do you feel about a ten dollar tip on a fourteen hundred dollar delivery? Shit. What do you guys think he should have been tipped? And I would like y'all to play a little bit of guess the race with that shit as well, because oh, I don't know what's what. what I'll send you to link if you want it, but um, oh. I don't know who's who, what company it was. I, I mean, I
1: hilarious. I mean, for that much, I don't mean no harm. If, if put like this, if I'm spending that much, that nigga gonna at least get twenty dollars. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> you know. <I'm>, ah, <laughs> twenty. Yeah, I mean, possibly more. I mean, no, that's a if, lot of pizza. If
2: it's fourteen hundred dollars worth of pizza. Oh, fourteen hundred. Yeah, fourteen hundred dollars worth of pizza. Ooh, at least ten. But, that's like a fucking truckload. Yeah. Like, I. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's fourteen hundred dollars. Good, good.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm giving him at least 10%. That's yeah. $140. Okay, I'm about to say but, my bad. But, but honestly, my, for myself, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving him less than like probably 200. Because. That's true. With yeah. a tip like that, you gotta go back and give that shit to the, to the restaurant. Like, that, that's a lot of fucking pizzas. $1400 for a pizza that everybody made. Not yeah. just, it's not just for the driver in that case. He got to turn around and give some of that shit to everybody because he can't step his ass back up in dominoes talking about some, ah, nigga, I made $200. Like they going to flip the fuck out. So he going to have to give some up. To everybody, man. So I would definitely have gave him like probably two hundred. Yep, yeah. Because I would have felt comfortable doing that. And the thing is, you ordered fourteen hundred dollars worth of shit piece. That's
1: a lot of pizza. That is a whole. But like this, if if I got enough money for that, I understand. Yeah, you at least getting two hundred, two fifty yeah. something around in there because you basically your whole car is fucking full of pizza. The back seat, the trunk, the drivers, right. the passenger, every every piece
2: everywhere. Yeah, it's probably like a truck. <laughs> and then with that much, also when you order that much shit, um. And, and the guys de- delivering it, that two dollar delivery fee that they charge Damn. ain't covering shit. Mm-mm. You know, so yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, I was looking up the, a little more info while y'all was talking. It was eighty five pizzas. Yeah. Same. So, so the way I look at it, in, in my world, I really respect good service. But like you just said, you know, the people had to make that shit, man. So I had it as somewhere between one fifty and like two hundred. Right. Two twenty. The nigga got ten dollars. I just want to stay there and eat pizza with the niggas, To be honest with you, because you can't go back. You cannot go back to work with a ten dollar tip off of fourteen hundred dollars. Now, hey, a a ride, Karen. Who? What race do you think this
2: is? Now, that's an interesting question. See, because I think most people would go with low tip must be black people, right?
1: No, you know what? I, what? I I say the people to order the pizza was white. Mm-hmm. And I also said the man I'm thinking the man that delivered the pizza was white. And the reason why I say that is because uh fifteen hundred dollars worth of pizza, fifteen hundred dollars worth of pizza, it's a lot of pizza. And most black folks ain't spending that much in pizza. And then I think that the dude was white because if a nigga rolling up there, his pinto with that much pizza, you're going to get him more than ten. He's not leaving that. He's not leaving your spot with with, with, with ten dollars. OK, I'm going to go in
0: cars on the way out.
1: What cars, windows,
2: busting doors? You're going to hear all kinds of shit crashing out there. I'm going to go with white because it's a corporate order and, <laughs> uh, you know, only white people order 14.000. 14- Hundred dollars worth of piece at a time, I believe, and then uh I'm gonna go with for the driver, like Mexican or something like that, because that's the new like the new hotness is mistreating Mexicans. In America, hotness in the streets. Well, we could be like, oh man, ha- Javier just be happy he got ten American dollars, man. Beat it. You lucky I ain't give you pesos, uh-huh. and then you can feel feel justified. So I'm and they won't complain because they just like man, shit, dog. I-, I don't expect much from y'all anyway. So I'm gonna go with white corporation and I'm, I'm going to say Mexican driver. Also, let me just throw this out there. It's a fucking shame that they didn't tip because if it's a corporate order, you write it off anyway. Yes, you do. Well, Pay that man. God. Well, uh, Go ahead, Mr. Moody. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, now, now I'm saying this, man. I think, here's the thing. The people that ordered the pizza, they were clearly white. Like I said, when I get some time, I'm going to send you the link. It says the source is Huffington Post. Okay. I'm going to send you the link. I think the people that ordered the pizza were clearly white because like Queen Karen said, Nick. see, the thing about niggas is this. We don't anti we have a hard time anti up twelve pack money. Niggas don't want to come out the pocket for the brew. We need alcohol, son. Mm-hmm. We don't we're not ordering fourteen hundred dollars of pizza. So I'm gonna say it was white people, but I'm gonna say the delivery driver was white mm-hmm. and the reason he didn't say shit or do shit is because amongst those white people ordering they had some nigga friends there that opened the door. to <laughs> and, and, and and the white dude was like, oh, no, I want to say some shit. But, you know, you know, look at these Raheem and these niggas over here. No, nah, I ain't going to take this hell. <laughs> so I'm going to say white driver, white orders, and fucking nigga security.
2: Hey, hey, and I, <laughs> I, I imagine um, a black order of $1,400 looking a lot like this, Moody. Hey, now, hey. Piece of man here now. Who got who got they money? Hold up, player. Hold <laughs> up. Now you you need a lot of pizza. I'm gonna need twenty from you. There's gonna be a bunch of ones and shit. When they, oh, uh, gonna p- be sitting there an hour trying to count them dollars. You <laughs> right. gonna be stripping no, in no, the no, joint.
0: You do like niggas do me all the time at the studio. Yo, yeah, son. Oh shit. Yo, I thought you had it. Yo, I thought you had that. <laughs> I thought you had it, man. But but yo, anyway, man. I'm I'm about to go in the gym. Man, I was uh. I meant to stay home and get liquor today, listen to black-eyed tips, clean my office out. But uh, Somebody called me in to work out with them, and they don't know I'm under the influence of, like, three Coronas already. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is going to be the fucking worst workout they ever had. I'm going to be a complete dick <laughs> for this whole workout. They're fucking with one of my favorite podcasts on the face of the planet. They're fucking with my home time, and they will pay. So, I'm gonna send y'all that link because I thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah. And also, man, y'all know I listen all the time. Um, yo, I got a bet. I got a bet with, with some of my friendlies mm-hmm. that the first fucking urban black, whatever the fuck y'all call yourself as a podcaster, mm-hmm. the first people to make a, put their foot in the, in the financial windfall of what podcasting could potentially be. It's going to be uh, uh, Rod and Cameron from The Black Guy of Tips. That shit is literally, oh. like, how much faith I have in y'all, how much fucking uh, respect, which y'all know I have a high level of respect for work ethic. Yes, sir. So y'all motherfuckers, man, just keep fucking grinding. There, There is nobody that can say Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But dogs should never waste their time howling at the moon, man. Just remember that shit. Yes, sir. So, so, so it doesn't matter what motherfuckers say. It only matters what you do. Y- y'all continue Amen. thinking about that action. Continue working hard. Y'all keep that eye, continue turning up. Why don't you hit that queen? I, never. <laughs> Don't so keep that you, ice and turning shit up, you, man. I got all the faith in the world in y'all <laughs> that y'all going to be the
2: first ones to stick your foot through that door. Yes, sir, man. Yes, and I'm
1: going to tell you right all now, right. Mr. Moody, when we when we, when we we hit that door, we going to kick it wide open. And what they fail to realize, they ain't seen nothing yet. They're going to be like, damn, we let two niggas in the door, and all of a
2: sudden, we got 25.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, i, I just trying to have my drunk ass on the line. I might stumble through the door, but I'm going to fall through
2: that motherfucker <laughs> right behind y'all. Uh, We're going to do the McDonald's all hookup. Right. Yeah. All right, man.
0: Yes. All right, so let me, let, me, let me go punish my client real quick, man. Y'all have a beautiful day.
2: Keep up that good work, man. You I'll, Have a good one. Peace, Moody. Peace. Right, one world, family. Peace. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, but, uh, of course, you guys can check them out, too. Uh, Mr. Moody's... Uh, the, uh, is it just Mr. Moody's Hood or Neighborhood? Neighborhood. Okay, Mr. Moody's Neighborhood, man. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, my nextdoorneighbor.net. net. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, very funny podcast. Very poignant. And I always... Uh, Keeping it real, real yes. talk. So uh, real might, l- language might be a little rough, might yeah. not be politically correct for yes, everybody, but um, you know, it's still a good show. Yeah,
1: they, they 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 ain't worried about treating you gentle, so you know you like a little rough. They the place for you, right?
2: Yeah, a lot of people go over there and love uh, love the show, man. And we get shout outs uh, from yeah. them and yeah, shout outs people- uh, from our fans to them all the time because uh, you know this is just uh a, a good show man it's yes a, show.
1: a lot of people go over there and get beat a little bit
2: but like, ooh i think i like this mm-hmm. so hey miss Crystal will be over there getting talked to rough she like it she needs to be handled <laughs> um anyway uh so back to charles s's uh comments on episode 329 or uh, 429 just be a father 429 man we have so many episodes i don't um, know like- but i let's see he says uh i couldn't do it he's talking about um how he couldn't have a a child with a friend of his who wanted to have a child. because She was about to turn 40 Mm -hmm. and he was like, Nope, can't do it. Uh, She said, uh, he said, I couldn't do it. I have a few relatives that have a bunch of children, most of which they never see because of quote unquote legitimacy issues. I got a few cousins. I only know of in theory. When I think of my father whom I grew up with and who wasn't crazy, I couldn't imagine not having him there. My current girlfriend has never been close to her father. She clings to me like a label to a bottle. I've never met someone as needing of approval and affection. Well, I hope she doesn't listen to this show. Uh, lastly the entire argument that society is harder on black men is bullshit only because if you really felt that way you would do everything in your power to either prepare your child for that or make it so that they wouldn't have to experience that it takes a special kind of callousness to think that you are doing someone a favor by denying them your experiences and your perception because you haven't mastered this world and all of its imperfections so they're basically saying like for men that don't raise their kids and then go, well, it's just too hard on me as a black man to raise my own kids. It's like, well, then now you're having little black men and you're not there for them. So how is that stopping stop any cycle? How is it's that helping not. anybody? You don't really believe that. No, you don't. In actuality, it's only laziness and selfless, selfishness that people won't take remedial steps towards the person that they brought into this world. Please excuse the long email, Charles S. Uh, no problem. No excuse needed, brother. Uh, we appreciate the email and, uh, I think it was very good. Yes, sir. Um, the poll for the show was, can president Obama do anything to change the lack of black fathers? Uh, 90.2% of people said no. And about 10% of people think, yeah, the president can do something. Um, let's see in the comments if anyone had, uh, you know, initiatives that he could, uh, possibly implement that, you know, would help in this situation. Um, the KC Stork says, great show and great topic. I am glad to see the poll is sitting at a resounding no. Fuck the president. Everyday brothers need to start holding their bum ass niggas they hang with accountable. This one is close to heart. My biological father played no part in my life after the age of eight. I wish it was because he was just a shit bag of a person, but he was across town with another wife helping to raise her kids. I think that hurt more than anything and it stuck with me for many years. The constant question was, what was wrong with me? I must not be good enough. I was lucky that my mom met and remarried a great man because of this man. I was able to see the importance of having that strong male figure that sits you down when you start smelling yourself and simply says, I love you, but I will fuck you up. I know it's so. I have four beautiful babies and bust my ass to make sure they have what they need and try to give them what they want. I could not hang out with or have someone in my house that is just letting their kids go without that support. Your kids need more than money. They need to you to get over your daddy issues and just be there. If you hang with a bum nigga and you call him a friend, tell that nigga to give his kid a call. Tell that nigga to leave the fucking club. Go tell his C he is sorry and start making things right. Flash to the day my biological father has made amends, but some scars still remain. I think the thing that healed them the most were my kids, seeing their smiles, uh, when I'm, aw- when I'm away, hearing the love and concern in their voices when I have to go away due to deployment. If you are hearing my words and have neglected the child or children you have brought into this world, I'm telling you that it is your loss. I am telling you that you are missing out on something that will change your life. I can speak on this forever, but will not. To my four little anchors, Ahmad, Xavier, Yasir, and Zakaya, uh, I think that's how I pronounce it uh uh Princess Z Daddy loves you, thank you for changing my ugly outlook on this world. uh, that's nice man Casey story um, so we ain't angry after all mhm, mhm, uh, Nick the Jew says all of America has been waiting for Barry to dip his magical penis into the Potomac and save the world <laughs> oh, only, only Nick Jew. Then we can all go purify ourselves in the river and all of our problems will be solved. Seriously, I've been thinking a lot about that Willie Lynch speech and the residual trick-or-down effect of slavery on our culture. Divide the family, conquer the race. I don't know if any president could change what's going on in our communities. Some teen parents have now become 30-something-year-old grandparents. There's a lot of success that comes out of a single-parent home, but since we are already at a deficit, being black in America, being raised by one parent or two very young parents who often hate each other, does not help? What can be done and by whom? That was a question. Miss Criswell says no. Barry O can't do anything legislatively to help put black dads in the home, but I believe if he continues to lead by example and apply the social pressure. Maybe a couple of brothers will be impacted. I can't wait till he gets his grumpy old black man on. Oh, that's gonna be so epic! Uh, can you say Secret Service for life? Someone should do a countdown website when he turns old and black. Hugs and Crissimbles. I mean, hugs and kisses, Miss Criswell um all right let's uh check the uh other episode was 430 comedy killer this is when we had brandon and Deidra on and uh we talked about a bunch of stuff um, yes we did uh the uh actual comment we had on the shows from clout 2k he says what up y'all good show as always shout out to where's my 40 acres that podcast has been a necessity for me to be able to cut past all the bullshit with today's rap and catch on to some quality albums yeah. i just got a few comments on today's show what tripped me out about the whole Charlemagne segment? This is when Charlemagne we broke down a video of him talking about beating up. Yeah, women. Uh, women and how it's, you know, every man just put his hands on a woman. Everybody. And, everybody done done it, y'all. Yeah, giving his thoughts like on. Like everybody
1: Eminem's? Okay.
2: Yeah, it put his, giving his thoughts on Chris Brown and all this stuff. What tripped me out with the whole Charlemagne segment, besides him just being a piece of shit, was how hard he went in on Funkmaster Flex, also a piece of shit, for spousal abuse. I supposed. I suppose expecting integrity from dudes like that is a lost cause, but he should at least be consistent. Uh, I can't say I feel second guessing my, uh, sec. I can't say I feel the second guessing pain for my wife, but I get something similar. I get the why did you do that interrogation so if i slip up and make a mistake like leaving my cell phone in the car or something she'll ask me why i did that as if i'm strategically fucking up every once in a while just to keep her on her toes <laughs> i don't get that one um i get her back though sometimes when she slips up i'll ask her how did you do that and she gets the joke most of the time but on those rare beautiful occasions that she thinks i'm actually serious she pauses to think of an answer herman Kane smile <laughs> yeah well that just sounds more like a punishment for you because then it's like she's gonna answer it for real now you gotta listen to all this talking
1: oh yeah yeah you got a 15 minute conversation sir Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: you're right how did i leave my phone in the car well let's go back you're like no wait a minute Olivia. i wish you got the joke
1: oh Libya. uh
2: speaking of which i enjoyed the segment when you guys are talking about marriage it seems like a lot of people out there was with some strong misconceptions about it i guess a lot of people took chris rock's famous let's go out there and make this bitch happy joke seriously Um, didn't Chris Rock get divorced too I mean one thing I never understood was how the fuck comedians became like this like bastion of like philosophy on married life Mm-mm. like comedians normally live a lifestyle is not conducive to marriage especially the con- successful ones that we mo- yeah, all know they about constantly
1: travel they constantly around the country like it's a lot that goes to the to what they do than just busting out jokes yeah
2: when people are like greg Geraldo really figured out marriage it's like greg Geraldo's a fucking drug addict though so and yeah. he's traveling all the time yeah, he's, and he he's talking, talking about got a lot cheating, to deal with yeah you know so it's like if that's what speaks to you then like what does that really mean you know um. Anyway, me and my wife just celebrate 10 years strong and sucks to see people I know who rushed into marriage and is now sitting there f- feeling stuck because it was either doomed from the get-go or they let the relationship slowly deteriorate without examining what was going on between them. Y'all, on the other hand, definitely have a relationship to aspire to. The level of openness you and Karen have with each other, even while on the show, is a testament to that. Peace. Well, thank you very much, Cloud2K. Thank you. Um, the, We had a poll. The poll for the show was... Uh, Because we talked about this too, because a lot of times people will say stuff like, well, this guy is against gay people because he's gay. And then that person's supposed to be insulted. And I was wondering, like, you know, just throwing it out there. I'm not sure that I believe it, but just is it somewhat homophobic or fucked up to imply someone must be gay in order to hate gay people? You know, because uh, it seems like people want to use it as an insult somewhat Mm. when they do that, when they say, like, oh, you're gay. Uh, for even thinking somebody might, you know, for, dis- for not thinking someone is gay. It's like, well, I don't know. Uh, Cloud2K says, oh, and uh, the poll results, let me, let me get those first. 58% of people think that is not insulting to gay people to call someone gay or speculate that they're gay for hating gay people. And, uh, 42% of people, uh, think it is insulting to gay people. And I don't know where I fa- fall on that. I think I, I think I think it is kind of insulting because, i don't i don't want to trivialize it to something so small like well well, you only hate gay people because you are gay when really there's people out here spreading hate that they're they're not gay at all they're just spreading hate and we need to confront that issue i know it's so more so than just you know kind of name calling them back or whatever you know or implying something you know their sexuality is leading to it but you know, I can understand though, because a lot of these situations do turn out to have people that have some issues inside and that is what's motivating them. So I guess it's really up to the situation. And if you really believe it, I, I guess if you really believe it, I don't have a problem with it. But if it's just you generally say that to anyone who's, who has, who's homophobic, then I, then I don't know that that that's, I don't agree with that. Uh, cloud 2K says, if used too casually, I'd say yes. The person saying that is assuming that. This is the worst thing that they could say to the person they're trying to assault. However, I think there are some people who go extra hard in the pain against homosexuality because they are fighting the battle with it themselves. Yeah, and I know what you're talking about because I've seen people where they say stuff like, well, homosexuality is a choice and you just have to make the right choice. And I'm like, it sounds like a choice you're making every day because it's definitely not a choice I had to make. It's definitely not a choice I live with uh, to be heterosexual. So maybe it's something that you really in your, because of your makeup or whatever, your sexual orientation, this may actively feel like you're choosing to be straight every day, which, you know, says something about you. Um, those are the same type of people who claim that seeing gays or lesbians can corrupt others into being gay or lesbian when they are really just thinking that because that is how, th- how it makes them feel. So I'm going to say it isn't insulting when applied to the right type of person and not said just out of spite. Nick, did you says gay checking seems to be the new black checking? Mm hmm. Twitter deep. <laughs> now, I actually talked to her about it. She kind of explained it. She's right, man. A lot of, there's a lot of, uh, d- implying that people are gay when, uh you know, to 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 legitimize or delegitimize them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh you're gay, so that's or,
1: or, or to, to mean their 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 argument or what they're speaking of, it's easy just to say that just, just so you don't really have to deal with whatever they're talking about.
2: Yep. Miss Cristobal says, so I agree with Cloud, it all depends on the person, gay checking's uh intention. Um if they were so, if they see someone who was fiery and struggling, they they given then giving them out wait, then Giving them that out to come out and come and c- could lead to their soul saving self realization. Being oneself is hard, is a hard thing to do for the most privileged, let alone someone outside of generic standards. Realizing that you're not quote unquote normal can eat up at you and folks want to hang on to whatever normalcy they got. So maybe just maybe having someone gently confirm suspicions that you have it, that you have in a gentle manner may not be too bad. Uh, but F all the, the folks, <laughs> but F all that, if folks is on that a-hole grind, as there are a lot of folks who roll like that, so counterproductive. Bottom line, if I, if I suggest that you might be gay, I'm trying to help 85.3% of folks, uh, maybe jerks. Just saying, hugs and kisses, Miss Crystal. Uh, Ter- Terrell says, I read, listen, and follow sex advice columnist Dan Savage's column, podcast, and Twitter. Dan is gay, and I pretty much consider him my shaman on all issues LGBT. Uh He consistently gay checks people, and has on multiple occasions been proven spot on that this minister is gay or this politician is gay. It seems that when someone is just vehemently homophobic, just filled with and putting out hate, that we all that we get all Shakespearean and think thou does protest too much anyway it was seen to me that if gay people say it's cool then it's cool now i realize dan savage can't be representative of all gay folk but sometimes a spade is indeed a spade all right well it's a complicated issue man yes it is um and uh i just wanted to throw that out there because i sometimes i think people are just using it as an insult to someone that they feel is insulting Mm -hmm. um anyway uh and also i'm not saying that's right or wrong just saying um Mm -hmm. as if the podcast wasn't wrong enough we also did some guest spots this is uh on the site uh we were on taste like fried chicken and somebody called in and talked about Mm -hmm. i think it was dash uh we were uh i was on episode 385 Insanity check podcast Mm -hmm. and i was on black sexy geeky and mental talking with amber about a bunch of random topics Mm -hmm. i was on the evening jones The Player Hater uh, Podcast, Karen was on Where's My 40 Acres, Mm -hmm. uh, episodes 252 and 253. And I was on a podcast called Prove Your Point, arguing Star Wars versus Mass Effect. So uh, it was fun. It was fun. And don't forget, you can always find our audio plays and stuff at theblackautist.com, too. Uh, It helps show out uh, tremendously. Um, Episode 431, the last of the week, uh, was called Papa John's Foodie Call. And uh, a lot of people have been having fun tweeting about this and telling us about their thoughts on it. So um Miss Crisable says, oh, my goodness, Rodren, I thought I was the only one yawning about the whole drone situation. White progressives especially get on my nerves for two reasons. One, government officials harass and kill U.S. citizens on U.S. turf without having to go through a trial all the time as a procedural thing like stop and frisk two while the concept of world peace is dandy that's not a reality and will never be reality folks who complain about drones will never serve in the armed forces so they can't mm-hmm. appreciate the more controlled and measured safer means of fighting opposing forces so f them kiss my big brown booty b-boy stash hugs and crystals um, hugs and kisses miss crystal We you need to just change the hugs and crystals because that's easier um, I, I, for you yes i keep fucking it up Michelle B says, I've already reached the point that I decided to carpool, catch the bus, uh, and catch the bus. A few cents matter to me. I I don't have enough money to pay the bills that I have now because my hours are cut back. By the way, Karen, oh, she's talking about when we talked about gas, and I Mm -hmm. was like, I would never notice how much gas changes because you're it's such a like i'm 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 filling up within like a week of when i filled up or two weeks of so i don't so to me it's not like it's a gradual process yeah it's and also like,
1: it depends on i think personally what part of the country you're in because some places gas is higher and also it depends on if you're single because you have one income we have two i think that might be a big difference
2: too. yeah we don't have any kids if we're not cutting it as close but even if i was i don't think i'd notice that way like I just noticed I didn't have as much money in my budget or something. Cause it's not, it's not like I said, gas isn't going up like $7.
1: Yeah.
2: $7 in a, in a week. It's going up like two cents. Then the next time I fill up, it's two more cents. The next time I fill up. And then eventually it's like, wow, I'm, I'm paying $20 more a tank, you know, but I wouldn't notice it. I, I just don't pay attention to prices like that. You True. Know? Um, by the way, Karen, how's the braces coming along? Karen doesn't have braces. You think about Nick Jew maybe?
1: Oh, I eventually want to get them. I don't yeah. have them yet.
2: I just got my braces off for the month in order to go to the dentist. So, um, oh, oh so you can afford braces? But you? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> the poll for the show. Was, I know you gonna get shot, sir. I know <laughs> Michelle gonna catch the bus at my house and be like, "So, nigga, about them braces? You got jokes, nigga? Mm-hmm. I know, right? Um, all right. The comment, the poll for the show. I'm sorry, not the comments. The poll for the show was, "Do you ever not watch a show because it's quote-unquote too white because i was saying how you know there's some shows i just don't i opt out of because this is too white for me man like i i I know this color in everything i view um and it does matter to me and i don't have a demand that everything be black and all this shit but i do (laughs) know when i'm like oh no this is just too white i can't imagine anything interesting to me about this world uh no got the highest percentage 47 percent of people said no uh they do not they don't ever choose not to watch a show because it's too white yes 43 percent so some people did say you know what uh it's too white and um, i'm not gonna watch this and uh 10 percent of people are white and don't care so i had to put that out there <laughs> dune dragon says one thirty something two brothers and sisters come on now all of you that watch those shows are a person of color need to get their black car revoked i couldn't even watch the adverts of their upcoming episodes on the other hand frank's place the best tv cbs had in a long time was too black for whites hence even though it had critical acclaim it was canceled after one season yeah nobody wants to talk about when it works in the opposite when when shit doesn't catch on because too many black people in it
1: wow and and the thing about cbs Let me know if I'm the only one. The only time... CBS is my BET. I only watch it doing big events when they got, like, the Super Bowl and, and, you know, shit like that. So, for me, whenever I watch CBS, they always talking about number one critically acclaimed. There's nothing. Nothing. We have zero shows in our DVR with CBS. How are you highly critically acclaimed and the most watched show on TV when you ain't in my DVR and I watch a lot of shit?
2: Yeah, um... Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um Dog Trainer says there are whole channels I don't mess with. Me too, baby. Home shopping network, if Negroes spend some money they want everyone in the world to see. RFD Farm Channel, that shit gives me generational flashbacks of slavery. Ah! Fox News, nigga please. <laughs> Michelle B says, I don't tend to turn away from shows that do not have minorities present. I enjoy those two pretty much uh, white-only shows, Once Upon a Time and Lost Girl. But I can't see myself continue to watch them in the long run. The show has to be amazing for me to watch it cons- consistently without one black person present.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, like, to me, it really, really has
2: got to be very unique and stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get into the emails, and then we'll be out of here. Um, white Feminists Ruin Everything. Um, hey, Rod and Karen. Listen to Saturday's feedback. Oh, wait. Did I already read this last week? I don't know. Did you? I don't No, think no, no, did. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Listen to Saturday's feedback show. I just want to chime in. As far as prevention, a Wallace issue, white feminists have appropriated the struggles of women of color forever. And then when we decide that we want to get mad about something that affects us, we need to get over it. The idea that black women can't get mad is ridiculous. I see it. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Like, that was, to me, the bigger story. And I don't know how well I articulated it, but... To me, the biggest thing I took out of this was I hope black women can see that they have the power to move the needle and they actually don't need white feminists on their side. They That apology came from The Onion without white women stepping in and helping. Without It was just black women being like, fuck that. Y'all going to apologize. And they apologize for the first time ever. And I hope they take that power and continue to use it that way because, um, I'm not just saying willy nilly wantonly, but you know what I'm saying? Like when something comes up like this, that is galvanizing. I hope people continue to see that you actually do not need any cosign from white women, white feminist uh, outlets to come and save us. Like we can just yeah, say it ourselves yeah, and, and cause a stir amongst, you know, uh, on the Internet without involving them.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, it sometimes it can be frustrating when everybody's anger is valid, but your anger. Black men can be angry and it's valid. White mm-hmm. men can be angry and it's valid. White women can be angry and it's valid. Black women get angry. Go somewhere, sit down, shut up. Your opinion don't matter what you angry about, yeah. what you mad about, why are you fussing again. And it's like, shit, I could be angry about something and
2: be valid too now. Yep. The idea that black women can't get mad is ridiculous. I see it all the time in the academy. White feminists are allowed to get mad about everything, but the minute I get mad, I'm an angry black woman or a bitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, as it relates to black men and parenting, first of all, I commend Karen on being so open about her experience. I was, it was really moving. I have a good friend who says this is this about feminism. He argues that it is real cute to talk about institutional racism, prison, et cetera. But when Keisha is in the hood, uh, Keisha in the hood is trying to take care of her baby with no help. Feminism does not pay her bills. So even if all these intellectually, intellectual analysis are true, that doesn't mean anything to most of the people who are negatively impacted by absent fathers like single mothers and children. Anyway, great episode. Really appreciate the conversation. Well, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Thank uh, you,
1: sweetie, Shauna.
2: And, and that's the thing too, man, is like, i love when people tell us that we had a conversation on the show that people aren't having yeah or we talked about something in a way that people want that's right to me that's what is wonderful about our show and Mm -hmm. having a podcast is talking about shit that people don't want to talk about or talking about it into a depth that people don't want to talk about because anyone can dismiss something as stupid or silly and move on to the next topic Mm -hmm but not everyone can go in and go why? Why why is it silly? Why is it stupid? And let's go into it and not just some hack shit. You know, let's, you know, let's and, discuss and, it. And
1: dismiss people's opinion, dismiss history, dis- dismiss everything because they really don't want to get into the nuances of why.
2: Yeah, so I appreciate it, shana for real. And um thank you for listening. Thank you, sweetie. Um and 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 I, especially that part about the whole intellectual arguments, academic arguments, and like practice. So huge to me. Like, yeah, people make me angry with that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like I get that, you you know, in theory, you can sit with a book and in the classroom and come up with how things should and should not work. But so much of life is not academic. It is not not a theory. It is what is happening and how to fix it and what will work and what will not work. And too much of conversation, in my opinion, it's simply just people going, well, if if this thing happened, that would work. And like I see this on uh, political radio and talk shows all the time where it's like, well, we need to have voter ID laws. Well, I, it, in practice, it will discriminate against poor people and minorities. Well, I feel like everyone should be able to just go get a voter ID for free. Right. Well, because of this one part not being true, you're leading with the with the back of your argument. If you can get the first part true, then we can talk about the part about everyone needing ID to vote, but it's but we don't even free. have number one, which is everyone can just go get free ID. No problem. We don't even have that one straight. If, so how the fuck are we going to skip over into, we need to just enact some voter and ID laws right away. Like that's the thing I notice about a lot of political conversation and it makes it moot uh, in- invalid because, they're arguing in a fantasy world that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, and, and not to get off topic, we talked about what ID to go. ID should be free. Okay, odds are you're going to require a birth certificate. You're going to require something that a lot of people don't have or has lost You know what? Honestly,
2: shit. it doesn't even matter because it doesn't even matter the why because they can't do it. True. We just don't exist in that world. Like they're arguing, they made up another world. Where you can just go into the fucking DMV and be like, give me voter ID, please. Here you go. One free voter ID. Have a good time. And then go take that shit and vote
1: it don't work like that but they
2: just right they just made it up so that they so that they can argue from that point where whenever you go yeah but it's gonna be discriminatory yeah well it shouldn't be because everyone should be able to get one but it is so what What the fuck are we talking about right and that's kinda how I feel a lot when you know a lot of these liberal people bring up the black fatherhood shit and they start going well a family can look like anything and it doesn't you know what that's your fucking argument that's your discussion go have that shit in a library with some books because the reality on the ground is like she said Keisha don't have a a father in the house and that's a fucking problem and we need to get that motherfucker in the house not random you know theoretical that is yeah like you know we we know the system is jaded and fucked up and incarcerating black men at a rate that is ridiculous but we already know it and we have to deal with this reality we can't well we we get the, the prison to be overturned and we can just yeah, well, we're going to need you to raise your child despite the prison system being overturned, you know, fucked up. We're actually going to need you to not do crimes because I think you can get by not doing crimes, you know, far, you know, just my opinion. Um. All right. Yousef says, I listened to the Chris Lambert episode and you were talking about Pistorius and the reporter getting choked up. Uh, I recognize the voice is Mary Carillo. Yep. Uh, I hate Mary. Mary is known for being a tennis player. But she only won mixed double slams with John McEnroe. But Serena Williams yelled at the lines person and she wouldn't shut up about how uh, Serena should be suspended with the fine she got. Uh, she was talking about so much, so, talking about it so much during other matches that the other analyst, Darren Cahill, or Cahill, uh, actually said on the air, I thought we agreed we weren't going to talk about this anymore. Wow. Damn. She acts like it's unspeakable to talk to lines people like that when her best friend is John McEnroe. Yeah, we all know how he gets down yelling at people and shit. And,
1: and cracking... Uh Tennis, tennis racks rackets. on the court and and angry but like i said it's one of them things well that's passionate look at the passion in his eyes right. he's sincere but yeah because you got a woman oh you say some shit you is automatically a cunt look look at her mm-hmm. look at her go look at her angry and then don't be black and then the sports is predominantly white and you know y'all might as well say look at them niggas out there bouncing around look you know with these
2: big asses and shit no we ain't trying to hit none of that bullshit and they from Crenshaw? no that's a problem Uh, now she's on TV about to cry about this dude shooting his wife for the guy, not the woman. Right. Exactly. She was more sad that her hero worship was being unrequited. Uh, Delano actually sent in the story about the pizzas that, uh, Mr. Moody called about. So we're not, we're not going to have to talk about that. We already discussed it. Uh, Terry S wrote in, Hey Rod and 10 star Karen. I've been meaning to send this email for a few weeks. I got a little lazy with the feedback. I didn't do my mandatory assignment for blackness month, so my blackness card is revoked. <laughs> I can't even use, I can't even use being black as an excuse why I didn't hit you back on this earlier. Shit. Anyway. You mentioned on your show a few weeks back the email I sent about the audio distortion. I never said anything else about it. My bad. I didn't mean to come off as a selfish prick. Uh, actually, the audio never crossed my mind again because ever since I told you about it, I didn't hear this distortion anymore. So thanks for that. You're welcome, sweetie. No problem. Uh, And thank you for letting us know, because... We didn't know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I just wanted somebody to be like, oh, it's fixed now. Uh, And you may have listened to an episode where, like, I know we had one where shit got fucked up and we had to record the audio from online to, like, just...
1: um... We just make
2: shit work, bro. (laughs) Ha! Yes. You know. Fake it till you make it. I appreciate you for taking constructive criticism in stride and realizing that we're down for helping the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Just one other thing. Could you shorten your show a bit? I'm Jamaican. So, you know, I have like four or five jobs, man. Three hours is too damn long. No one wants to hear all that shit. Just, LOL, just kidding. I'm Jamaican, but I don't really have four jobs. Well, I like you need to to go out and get some more jobs. Bum clot. (laughs) Uh, man, fuck those people talking shit about how long the podcast is. That's why it's called a podcast, you chumps. Just hit pause. Keep doing what you do. Special Ops underscore. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, thank you, Special Ops. Terry, uh, he also writes in, digging through the archives. Good morning, sir, Rod and Karen, a.k.a. Overlord of Ratchet. It's been a long, hilarious, and Ratchet journey catching up with your podcast from episode one back in October. The most recent one that caught my attention was episode 170, The White Man's ISIS Coder, about the Tuskegee student, who was bullied at first. I sympathized with him. No one likes a bully, even though he grossly overgeneralized HBCUs, he was still hurt and angry. So I can at least understand his behavior, even though I don't excuse it. The thing is he had plenty of time to see his errors, but he kept playing both sides, trying to be slick. I heard the back, back and forth with him and Mr. Span. I heard this dude on the Haterazzi show contradicting himself. Apparently he thought he was just smarter than everyone else. And he could see through that bullshit yeah, dude, I like to talk, yeah, Rod, I like to talk about it on your show, fuck out of here, dude, we see you, yeah, he he also is still mad, by the way, Mm -hmm, it hurt, yeah, that nigga like, still be trying to get at us, and use the hashtag, and talk shit about the show, but, um, nobody cares, like, we're way more popular and successful than anything he's ever tried to do, um, you know, on the internet or whatnot, and uh, his little, like, coon antic thing that he tries to like promote about like don't be a coon and all that like you know it's just so hack the whole i'm a black person that's racist against black people so uh you know we just don't (laughs) we just don't pay that dude any attention at all um but yeah it's funny that you know years later this motherfucker is still mad like years later i'm trying to think of something that's happened to me two three years ago that i still would like talk about and i can remember i really can't i can't think of anything where i would be like and two years ago ty diamond called me a bitch like, <laughs> like, really dude get over it you're not that important and neither are we um okay now on to more important business karen i have much love for you you too sweetie but oh but i listened to your rap at the beginning of episode 172
1: oh i fucked it up i know i did
2: <laughs> nigga don't you ever, 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 ever in your life let me hear you rapping some damn Waka Flocka. I go hard in the motherfucking paint again. That' I don't pick the lyrics, Roger does. That would be consequences of repercussions. You hear me, lady? My hurt. that hurt my brain and my soul. My IQ dropped 24 points, too. Oh, Lord. LOL, all right, I'm out. Special Ops. Well, as people that have been listening to the last two episodes, Karen's been starting the show with Waka Flocka lyrics. I don't pick the lyrics, y'all. Each time. And that's because regardless of Karen trying to downplay the conflict, I don't respond to fucking terrorists. This is our goddamn show. And Karen will do all the walking, flocking lyrics she wants to until she don't feel like it no more or until I don't feel like it no more. You don't get to tell us what the fuck to do. Yeah, that's that's why I fuck him up. You you are a fan. (laughs) Be a fan. That's it.
1: Because uh, i be reading this shit for like, my brain, but I like, that shit makes no sense.
2: she going to uh, be doing walk a flock of lyrics until you apologize or till <laughs> we don't feel like doing it no more. How about that? Now, dare you. Walk a flock of flame! Yeah, don't, you know, you don't have to be doing these uh, walk a flock of lyrics no more. Don't you ever do it. Man, please, I don't even get to tell Karen what to do. You think you going to be on the show trying to tell <laughs> Karen what to do? Shit, you're not skipping over me in the hierarchy, motherfucker. Um, all right. Let's get back to some more emails. Chris D says episode 428 on the down toe. Rod Karen, this episode is another perfect example of what sets this podcast apart from others to include the ones you often recommend. You and Karen have a unique ability to take a situation and simplify it in a way that makes the standard arguments or counterpoints sound stupid. <laughs> For real though, when is calling a nine year old something as vile as a cunt ever all right? yeah that was one of the things that was weird when people like you call a black girl a cunt, or you call a nine-year-old a cunt, or you call it, it's like there's a lot of ways like if you're offended by that word i'm not sure what the circumstances you're cool with people saying it are Mm-mm. but um you know i found
1: some other words
2: a lot more offensive than cunt yeah but and then quite honestly man um The Onion, I think, knew that they were pushing over the line. Of course. That's what they were going for. And they knew it wouldn't be okay. They just didn't know it wouldn't be that okay you know they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't know it's gonna be days and days of controversy from that joke that's what happened to them they fucked They're them. like whoa 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 we sit time on this shit 24 hours later wait a minute we got some problems and for the record i've never listened to an episode where you guys quote unquote go in on a subject and have stayed on it too long i've said uh as i've said numerous times bravo well thank you chris and, thank you um, yeah, I know some subjects we do kind of get mogged down in and we do discuss uh, things, but we try to keep even those discussions moving. Yeah, we you do. Know, let's not just talk about one thing. Let's not repeat ourselves a hundred times. Uh, let's kind of move to the next thing. And even, you know, like... So, when people talk about the show length, it's always funny to me because I'm like, "Well, we're never talking about the same shit that long, oh no,, Mm-mm. you know, like it's always like, okay, five minutes on this, ten minutes on this, yeah, two minutes yeah, on that, yeah. one tells Roger right got
1: to get me yeah, yeah, yeah. we just talked about that
2: <laughs> right, yeah, and, you know, I try to keep the guest and Karen and myself mindful of when we're just repeating ourselves uh Walker says, uh, you know what, oh no walker from from Special Ops says, you know what, fuck that." The punishment comes now. You want to rap walk a flock of bullshit, huh, Karen? Your husband bears the brunt of the punishment for you now. Hey, Rod, I I know how you love suggestions. See below. And he suggested some shows. And uh here's the thing, dog. I control everything. Delete. <laughs> Real J says... RJ says, many thanks, dear Rod and Karen. I wanted to send yet again another email saying thank you, though this one in particular goes beyond just how awesome you both are. While listening to the podcast on March 7th, I found out some distressing news. My 11-year-old cousin has been fighting leukemia for the past year and a half and is now on the list for a bone marrow transplant. Oh. While listening to the podcast, I found out that those who had went to be tested to see if they could have a good match were not. I was to the point of tears because I myself could not be tested because of my having a tattoo and being iron deficient. Wow. Oh, I didn't know. So if you have a tattoo, you can't get bone marrow? Maybe it
1: must have, must do something to your blitz or something like that. Hmm. It, 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 it must affect
2: something. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy, man. Um, listening to your show helped me get from going into a dark depression spell that I was so familiar with when my younger sister passed in two thousand and eleven from sickle cell. I honestly wished I had found your show sooner when that happened because of you both. I was able to keep calm and and though I was laughing hysterically. As the ratchetness occurred, it allowed me to take a moment to realize how strong of a bond friends and family has. Mm-hmm. Uh Rod and Karen, you both have a strong bond with each other. And no matter what obstacles come your way, you both still thrive because of that. Thank you both. I feel like I can be supportive to my family without feeling like the world is caving in around me. Please never let anyone downplay what you both do because I think you honestly do an amazing job. And it goes to show that laughter does help. Much love from Denver, RJ. Rude box riot on twitter well thanks rj man thank you sweetie that and, um, that's what we're here for yeah and i'm sorry to hear about you know your sister and stuff um yeah and you- and 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 definitely your uh your niece mm-hmm. um i mean your cousin i'm yeah, sorry cousin. uh but uh yeah man it's, it's, people go through shit and we're just trying to uh lighten the mood if you will man it's always yep. weird and odd to hear people be like well, this crazy thing happened, and I was listening to y'all talk about sores and laughing my ass off, and I'm like,
1: okay, okay, <laughs> I, can, I can deal with that. Yeah, and the and, and, and the better than of, the alternative. Yes, and the thing about it is that you guys come to us for uh for comic relief and to run away from life, and we do the podcast to run away from life. So it's one of things where, hey, we 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 both running together.
2: Right. So yeah, thanks for writing in, RJ. Um, Adam Corolla, uh, by Big Daddy. <laughs> Y'all dudes needs sexting ass email names. Hey, Rod and Karen. Love the show about this Adam Carolla thing. I think dude believes he worked hard to get what, where he got. By the way, I'm going to need, uh, big daddy next time you write in. Let's use some spaces and some, uh, paragraphs. Cause, uh, I'm going to get lost in this. I can tell. I think dude believes he worked hard to get where he got and that he grew up poor like black people and he worked hard and looked at him. Now you can do the same thing. The thing is, he can't believe that the world is not a level playing field and that due to his race or network of friends or access to things that he had any advantage. Because if he had any advantage, it would destroy his story. The story of a kid with nothing, who works hard to get where he is. I do think uh, that happens a lot with uh white people. Mm-hmm. And um that's the trick that Republicans are poor actually to get poor white people on their side. Yes. Is that somehow their struggle was valid, but the African-American struggle is different not and not valid. And uh, black people have all this help and white people don't. And, um, the government helps black people and white people don't. And it's like, uh, and does it help white people? And as long as they can believe that, then they can go out and vote Republican and mm-hmm. be racist and all When this at shit. the end of
1: the day, financially, we all in that same boat. A lot of yeah. us
2: come on now, not that those two things go hand in hand. No. But you know what I'm saying? Like you can go vote and be Republican, and vote against your own best interests. Yes, you can. And go and vote and, uh, go and be racist and, 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 and actually endorse policies that, whenever they're implemented, are going to hurt you as much as you think it's going to hurt minorities. I ain't that the truth? Um, but, you know. <clears throat> so, uh, the only reason he feels he has a right to say the shit he says about race is because he is a shining example of how black people can make it, except he's not black. I also noticed that when black people are on his show, this is not a topic of conversation. Yeah. He's tried to pull it a couple of times with people and and people always go like, well, we didn't do this with black people. There's a couple of things to this. One, if you're a guest on his show and you're black, do you want to talk about this? or Do you want to talk about your new movie or do you like, yeah, whatever it is you're pushing and promoting. That's yeah. Right. Like they have a brand there. And, and, and once you're at that level and you're on the Adam Carolla show, your audience is these white people that believe the same shit Adam does. Mm-hmm. So you can go in there and argue with him, but you're arguing with all these motherfuckers too. And we already seen backlash that like Chris Rock got over a tweet and things like that um, because of the outrage that everybody had. I think that that is the kind of, um, audience, that's the kind of conversation that you would avoid if you were David Allen Greer or mm-hmm. whoever, you know, like Donald Glover's not going to go in there to have a race debate And also, I think a lot of black people that are into that shit wouldn't do the show. Ain't that the truth. And they would never be invited. Right, they wouldn't be invited, and they wouldn't do the show. And then also... He ain't going to invite nobody
1: on there that really ain't got nothing to lose, or, or, Mm -hmm. or like, somebody was like, you know what, let's really have this conversation, and we're going to have this conversation because I'm not pushing nothing. I'm not selling nothing. I don't care about voting constituents. I don't really care about anything. Let's really have... He's not going to invite that
2: person on his show. Well, even if... And even if you did, I don't... Like, if he brought Al Sharpton on the show, I don't think that you're going to end it with... uh, some sort of resolution because everybody just wants to see a fight. Ain't that the truth? There's and no actual solution coming out of any of these conversations. That that's true.
1: And it goes to the thing. If you get out shop, there's the same thing. You're promoting something, you're pushing something. So, you know, it's not like i shop the is going to come on without an agenda.
2: Yeah. Like all the people that would come on that show, everyone who actually makes money from these discussions of race and politics they're hustlers man like, oh yeah they ain't really trying to solve the problem yeah, a lot of them no offense to them but like you know at the end of the day they make a living having these awkward conversations mm-hmm. with people and you know one of the reasons that you saw Gavin Newsom really fail at that conversation that Adam Carolla talked about it a few days later on the show politicians and p- pundits are sprinters not marathon runners and i agree with you the the longer the conversation the less they can talk about because there's certain talking points that they've been trained to hit and then there's a bunch of other shit they've been told not to speak on so he's not going to bring up slavery segregation uh uh institutionalized prejudice and racism He, he, he can't and he will not because he's not been trained to speak on those things and he's been told to stay away from those things so um just about anyone who goes on there would be in that same boat except for the kind of person that probably wouldn't do the fucking show ain't that the truth yeah yeah yeah. people that
1: really get on there and really go at him won't waste their time because they feel like it's a waste of time for them to even do the show and
2: contrary to popular belief not all black people want to talk about this shit ain't the true so you know he could bring this shit up with somebody and they're just gonna go man get the fuck out of here and keep moving you know like i've seen david allen greer multiple times kind of like adam gets ready to go on a rant about some shit and he's like uh obviously you can tell he don't agree but he ain't trying to have no 10 minute conversation about the shit either Mm-mm. um anyway i love how the fact that people make a lot of money off of poor people and that people who make money off of those people are rarely the same color uh this can be seen on every corner in the poor neighborhood who owns the stores who owns the shitty vill- buildings, the pawn shop, the bell bonds place? Sure. Isn't the people, it sure isn't the people who live in that community. It's all a fair playing field. He had it hard and now he has a podcast and a small TV movie career. So can you just don't wear a hoodie and pretend that gas and milk and everything else in the hood doesn't cost more. Pretend that the laws are not set up to put you in jail so others can make a profit. Pretend that America, that the America that is the reality outside your door is the same as his and in five or six years you two can sit down sit and pass judgment on situations you didn't have to face and tell us how everyone has an equal shot well like i said i think he has to believe that uh because not believing that would take away from his feelings of validation Mm -hmm. Uh, but then also i'll throw this out there it's kind of like the situation is what it is and not because uh not because we are some sort of inferior people or some shit, but simply because we know the deck is stacked against us and we're aware of it. Black people are just going to have to do better. Like, point blank, nobody can save us, no government, law, nothing. There's no one's going to fucking intervene in the prison system. It's being privatized. People making money off of it. Um, you know, we have documented cases of judges sending uh kids to, to prison because he was getting payouts from a uh, uh, private uh, prison um, you know uh, a private prison so we're just going to have to get our kids to do better and yeah, part of that starts with uh, fathers being in the homes True. and it starts with us doing what you know educating ourselves educating our kids to be like look this is the situation unfortunately and uh, while people are working to change some of it, some of it ain't never gonna change.
1: Yeah, and and I, and I think for for me, uh, it. Like I said, there's a lot more to this but, but something I wanted to touch on is that for me it makes me very upset especially when a lot of laws and rules and regulations we have are to kind of make a level playing field and when people do things like they talk about affirmative action they talk about you know schools allowing you know uh, enrollment um, in colleges and universities you know what they have to uh, at least put out uh, accept a certain percentage of black people and things like that and it's very insulting when and for most people, most people that are black that work hard, a lot of them, and, and are very, very, very successful at what they do, a lot of them literally have to work twice, it's hard to get recognized, to get looked at uh, a lot of them have to have higher scores, you know go above and beyond, and it's very insulting when they work hard for what they've done, and somebody was like oh, you only got in here because of affirmative action I'm like, no, no, nigga, fuck you, I got, affirmative action got me in the door, affirmative action did not uh, does not excuse hard work and dedication
2: Yeah, I understand. Like I said, but you know, we know these situations. We know that this is what we're dealing with. So we can't be like, life is too hard. It's too fucked up. Like it's Adam Carolla's privilege and station in life has allowed him to not have to know or give a fuck about these things. That, that's the so, true. So, but we can't sit around going, "Well, we need you to give a fuck." I don't know. You got to stop thinking that it makes it something more or less valid that a white person cares or does not care. Like true. It does not make it not a thing that, that, that Adam Carolla cares. And it doesn't make it more valid because he doesn't, he's just one motherfucker giving his opinion. He got one vote at the booth. Like we all got One. one vote at the booth and no matter how many people he represents and talks to the, those people will exist whether he's on the air or not. Yes, they will. You know, I when I see the outrage and shit like that, I'm just like, really are we just outraged cuz he talked about this? You know, we outraged cuz we don't we don't agree with them like at some point we just got to be like, look, life is fucked up and life is hard and these are the obstacles we face. No excuse. You still got to go out there and beat that shit. I know it's so. You know? I, we can't just be getting wallowed in the mud about this. Um a Negro and a Jew walk in a bar by Herb. and He says, when you take a race of people and degrade every standard of living for years only to place equal footing on paper, it is not the same as the oppression of Jewish people. Yeah, he was doing the oppression Olympics. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> of Jews, why do Jews don't have this problem? It's like, come on, bro. You, you don't know enough about history, I guess. Mm-mm. Uh Many black people don't even know to this day what to strive for. Dreams that are misguided or deferred are even when reached. Many of us live life not not even knowing the option of success. is pimp shit. They have our minds, so they have us. This is worse than any physical oppression when it comes to advancement in society. We are learning through time. Shit, we're learning much faster, I think, than anybody else. Consider we started from the bottom, you know. But anyway, but we still carry the scarlet letter of skin complexion. Um uh, maybe I misguided, but a Jewish boy probably wouldn't have the same fate of Trayvon Martin. I hate to say that we had it worse, but yeah, we have and have it worse. I agree. We do have it worse. And you're right. There is no Jewish Trayvon Martin. There's no uh Jewish Had uh uh Hidea uh Pen oh, was it Pendleton? Um I hope I didn't take her name, if so I'm sorry. But um there's just no, there's no, there's no stories like this for these other races. So I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Um, it, you know, not this guy, but mm-hmm. Adam Carolla, like, it's a completely different level and type of oppression. Like nobody is. It is out,
1: oppression, and you're not dismissing it, but it's completely different. Yeah, you know?
2: no one's putting out water hoses and dogs in America to keep Jewish yeah, people. Yeah, y'all getting, wouldn't slay you know, the same slaves and swapped
1: around and 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 sold like cows.
2: Yeah, so not in America anyway.
1: Yeah, not in America. You know? I'm not. I'm not saying what happened in your country, but here in our country, yes.
2: Jewish people, y'all oppression was bad and all, but Beyonce had the album of the year. P.S. Django was a good movie. Maybe one day we can have a good movie without overanalyzing it. Um uh, also let me go back to that when you say J- Jewish oppression was bad and all. Can we just can we add a to Amer in America thing to that? Because um, I don't know, Holocaust pretty fucked up. Yes, it was. That's why um, I said I'm not dismissing
1: any yeah. anything that happened to them. It was horrific. I've read was enough, terrible. Of, it was bad.
2: I read enough of the Bible to be like, holy shit, Jews were the nigga of the Bible. So it's not like um, you know. I don't want to get dismissive because I feel like that's what he did.
1: Yes, you know, and we're not being, being dismissive, dismissive, but we're talking about here in America and in
2: our country, Jews yeah. are considered white. In in the context of the conversation they were having, it, there really was no comparison. No, you know, like he just and he's not going to do the work to discuss that. Um, P.S. through this email, I'm requesting extra credit on my Black History assignment. Uh, This was not sent in February, brother So, fuck no Um, Not only have I drafted a long email I am stereotypically late in doing so To prove that I debunked a stereotype By doing what was expected By being late and not giving a damn Hashtag progress, the official Herb of the podcast Sorry, Herb Your ass is white (laughs) Uh, In regards to the Blackout Tips Episode 429, just be a father Hello, Rodrin. Oh, it's catching on (laughs) Ms. Christabel, no this is not from Ms. Cristobal this is oh, somebody okay. else I about to say Ms. Cristobal started that this is my first time writing an email t- to you sorry for the length I've wanted to write in on various topics but this one in particular got to me the black guy who tells has yet again made me mad sad and glad in the same time oh thanks Rod and Karen oh and Ms. Christabel for addressing the stratifications of the black experience this time in regards to black fatherhood black men uh, versus black motherhood black women it all started for me with the virulent hatred from of scandal from certain black males on the net. Specifically, YouTube. And she puts a YouTube link in here. I've never seen it, so I'm not going to click on it. But uh, I'll put it in the chat later for you guys. Um, if uh, you guys want to view it at your, on your own time, at your own, own convenience, uh, the link is uh, in the chat. So, um... Due to the interracial relationship between Fitz and Olivia, your show was just the icing on the cake. The comment section was full of men stating that this kind of TV programming and its popularity is the reason why black women feel the need to be independent individuals, breadwinners, sold parental figures, and why this was the reason the black community was fla- failing. Are you for real? Because uh, cause of a scandal. TV show? Because of, of a fucking TV show. Word. They lamented on the loss of the black male as the head of the household decision makers, all sorts of misogynistic fuckery. The general consensus was that black women were whores, ghettos, gold diggers, validated by their obsession for the oppressor, a.k.a. the white man, unwed mothers, STD filled and not fit partners for black men, which is why the majority of black women are alone and deserve to be.
1: Wow. Well, OK, I, I won't go on a tangent. Go ahead. Go ahead and read the letter because we'll, we'll be here another 35 minutes because, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because because for, for me, it makes me angry when I read this because most black women uh love black men. Most do. They mm-hmm. love their sons. They love their uncles. They love their cousins Uh, in their love life. If they choose to love other races, that's their choice. But they love black men and it's very very frustrating when you see black women give all this love, give all this dedication, are there for you, supporting you and you turn around and you smack her in the face and you go your love is not valid because you choose to do something that I don't think is right but at the same time it's a double standard when it comes to this to to a lot of this. It's like when it comes to sex and sexuality men can love whoever they want to any other race which is fine you got that choice but for some reason the black woman has to be tied has to be wrapped up and and, and it has to be the black man or nothing for her why is this and it's very uh frustrating when you 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 see this love and dedication and she feels like it's not appreciated and it's one of those things where i think a lot of these men have issues with black women that go far 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 beyond scandal you know Mm -hmm. um dealing with sisters, dealing with mothers dealing with women getting a beat and abused and all these other issues and it's very very upsetting especially uh being a black woman it's very, very insulting that we're going this far on a TV show but yet you see other TV shows that do this all the time where you have a main character that's a man and he fuck all these bitches and it's rah rah go ahead you go boy you do it fuck them hoes it's all good but for some reason when it's a woman and a power of authority period and then it's a woman in a power of authority That's black, all of a sudden we get this outrage. She's a whore. She's a slut. She's this, she's that. Why? It's the same situation that you get in these other TV shows. And I think that's one thing that kind of makes me upset. Is it's it's a double standard. It's one of those things where you fuss and you complain about black women, but you want to fuck black women at the same time. I don't understand that. That's very fucking confusing to me.
2: Yeah, um, I don't think it's that confusing because that's what motherfuckers do all the time. Uh regardless of race um dudes hate women and still want to fuck them so uh i think a lot of people are aware that they hate women uh they don't really because for men to them it's just like that's just how we talk about women but (laughs) the reality is if you sat down and thought about like why do you feel the way you feel about women's sexuality and how much control they need to be under and all this shit, and how much judgment you render to their actions compared to the same actions of a man, you'll realize that you have a deep seated hatred towards women, whether it be for their control over you or just the fact that you want them or whatever. Yeah,
1: and 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 and, and, and I think for me personally, the, the the when I look at it, the the thing that really makes me upset and the thing that really hurts me is for the fact that I'm, I I put it like this. I guess I'm just old, I'm gonna put it like this because there are certain things and there are certain standards and there are certain characteristics that me personally that I look for in a man that when I read the bullshit on Twitter and Facebook, I'm gonna fuck you, you're not a real man, I'm just keeping that real yeah. there are certain standards that I have, you know if you want my pussy, you need to be kind to me, you need to be loving to me, you need to care about me, you don't need to be punching me you don't need to be beating me, you don't need to be demeanoring me, you don't need to call me yeah. a whore or a slut or anything like that, or be demeaning to me and, and 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 i think that's the thing that, that that's frustrating to me uh because i like i said and i guess that's one thing that i'm old so when you hear the Charlemagnes come out and 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 if and i pronounce his fucking name right and yeah. come out there talk about that bullshit about chris uh, chris brown and rihanna and, and 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 men and women going yeah yeah no nigga you fucking wrong you, you well, don't you don't do that
2: yeah and that's the thing is Um, I I think there's a lot of these dudes like that on the internet too that want attention from black women and this is an easier way to get it than to be nice. And you know... Because you're not going to do a 10-minute conversation about all these nice good men on Twitter, but you're going to talk... But you'll talk for 10 minutes about a dude that's trolling black women specifically by going on youtube and telling black women they ain't shit because that's what gets your dander up you see what i'm saying so like these are dudes that will so starve for fucking attention and they're such losers and cowards they would much rather piss off all the black women to get black women to be mad so they can say at least i got a black woman pay attention to me in this way yeah they to be able to say uh you know, anything nice. Like that's how fucked up these dudes are. Yeah. And like I said, it comes from a real place because yes, I, I think they hate women. Like I,
1: I do too. I know? think they got issues that they go way, way beyond simple things. But at the same time, it's amazing how all the issues and all the problems and a lot of issues in the black community always fall slowly on the women and the women issues that they have with men when men have fucking issues with women too but when you try to address these issues men shut down, men act like it don't exist men men, men act like they're not emotional creatures, like they don't like they've never cried and they've never hurt and they've never been pain, in pain and they've never had a woman break their heart and and it doesn't turn to bitter and angry and all that stuff, well, they act like that of, shit don't
2: exist a lot of what you're seeing is that anger bitter pain and that's what they're expressing in the form of attacking black women and attacking things that black women love because um that's how they express it and that's how they get it out is oh uh, Kerry Washington ain't nothing but a hoe and y'all looking at a jump off for the president and then all of a sudden black women that like it are like what what the fuck are you talking about fuck you and it's like ha got him and, and, and that's
1: true and, and like I said I, I think I think I think for me personally uh because of how I am, I'll, a lot of that uh, negativity, it do, it it doesn't excite me. It doesn't turn me on. It doesn't make me want to fuck you. It, and, and maybe I that's no, just no, no, me. No, no I, it it for doesn't. The,
2: for the record, I'm not saying it makes these women want to fuck these dudes. But, i'm just saying they will take any attention okay okay they're not they, gonna get pussy okay, off of this. This they, is they just, they just want any any yeah, attention i i got, I got I some see what retweets i got someone mad they dedicated 20 tweets to me i got attention from this they're not thinking they're gonna get some pussy they're ridiculous and even um the people that talk like that uh that bring up white women and shit like well did, did you not fit for a black man that's why we got to go out and get these other women i don't even know who these women are that would take that like regardless what kind of, of the color or the skin of yeah, the woman like, no woman wants what to kind be of, talked to like that well not no that's not what i mean what kind of woman is going to be like he's fucking with me because he hates black women <sighs>
1: okay that's
2: good like that's bad yes that is bad like that okay you're only fucking with me because you hate black women like then get the fuck out of here people, people want to be loved because you love them and you want to be that's around the them truth. not because you're running from someone else so um you know and and not and you know i don't notice percentages and i just maybe because my circles are tight and i don't fuck with niggas like this and i'll tell them to they face um maybe that's why i don't get to experience this or see this that often but i don't know what percentage of men this is to even say if it's a lot To be quite honest, I I, I, I know that they're vocal. Yes, they are very. But I don't know enough to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This represents most black dudes because the black dudes I talk to don't seem to have this hatred for black women this way. But I just know my circle might be a more mature, well balanced circle. Circle. Yeah, and and
1: and that makes a difference. And I and I I think for me is is very frustrating when uh put like this. The people that want the attention are the most vocal. And the men that do what they're supposed to do, love their woman regardless of the color of her skin and who she is, uh, don't have issues with their race and, and the women of their race. Those men are not vocal. Those men do what they're supposed to do and keep it moving. Well,
2: even if you are, there's no, nobody's rewarding you like that. Like, true. Like if I say, Oh, my wife is hilarious. I bought her flowers a day. I'm not getting 50,000 retweets and ads and mentions and none of that shit is happening because that's just what you're supposed to do now if i came out and said oh my god my wife is a cunt i fucking hate that black bitch or some shit then every black woman on my timeline is gonna find what the fuck this the problem this is so it's like we're giving more attention to negative shit on purpose because we want to shut it down and shut it up you know what i mean and because it also to be quite honest it hurts more and you know uh i think When people say something negative that takes a swipe at you as a person, um, you do internalize it. You do make it personal. And that's why people are mad because it hurts more when you see uh, someone that you feel like should have some appreciation for you and doesn't. So, you know, it's kind of like the whole black feminist thing where white, they were a lot of black feminists were actually mad at white feminists, not, not the onion anymore, but just why the fuck weren't y'all here? It's kind of like that for a lot of these black dudes they had these blog posts like, ladies don't carry condoms and shit like that because black women are feeling like, really? You too, motherfucker? Like,
1: yeah. So that's where I think a lot of the yeah. anger comes
2: from. Like, I don't know that, uh, black women are the most, uh, uh, supportive, uh, most in your back, always running to the fight for the black man shit. Like, I don't know that that is necessarily true because a lot of people say that shit, but you know, I don't, like, I don't see this, like, Someone talk shit about Tay Diggs. Let's run and fight them. You know what I mean? True. Um, but at the same time, they shouldn't have to be. It doesn't matter. The, the, they're people. So it doesn't matter if. Uh, like it's not something that is old. Like, if you do that, you should do that out of the kindness of your heart. So, yes, you should. If now. you're upset about Trayvon Martin, you should be upset out of the kindness of your heart. If you're upset about Hadera Pendleton, you need to be upset about that out of the kindness of your heart. Not well, I was upset about Hadera Pendleton. And nobody wrote me. No black women told me how much. Like that's that's <laughs> that's you know, that's the feast of purpose. That's not why I ever do anything. Nope. And, you know, uh, if I ever say like this shit is wrong and p and this fucked up and you guys are being racist and this is about Black women. I never go on Twitter expecting a bunch of people to come. Yeah, Rod, You know, you finally told the truth. You should just do shit because you're a good person. Mm-hmm. So, if it, I don't think like I, I, I kind of don't uh, agree with the argument of well, black women do so much for black men. This is why I just think the idea of attacking black women is just always fucked up and wrong. Yes. It doesn't matter. If, it doesn't matter if that dude doesn't know any black women and she's and black women have never done anything for him. It doesn't matter if his mother is black and 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 his girlfriend is black and his wife is black and his and his, his, his uh everybody in his life is a black woman. It doesn't matter at mm-hmm. all. That dude's being a dick yes he is and that's what i would call these people out for and you know obviously youtube is like the bottom of the barrel for opinion but yes it is yeah just where you see shit like this you know this is why i don't support when people are like Didn't you see that black woman getting knocked out isn't that funny you know i just don't i don't ever support that shit because it gets to me and it bothers me and like i said it's not because well my mom did so much for me or you know this one time i was on twitter and someone said something bad about me and black women stepped up it's just... I know right from wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and my thing is that I will laugh at anything. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it's just some scenarios that come up where I'm looking like, really, really, though? We, yeah. we, really we, Everybody's wrong in a situation and we really think this shit is funny. Word. Yeah.
2: Like, um, yesterday, I got into this long thing. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. But um Zerlina Maxwell was getting... uh She's been getting attacked for like, I don't know, the fucking last forever. You know what I mean? He like just... For for fucking ever uh, since she made a comment, uh, like I said, we'll probably play it. But she made a comment about how we need to teach men not to rape, uh, which we've talked about on this show many times. What rape is, because it's it's amazing what people considered
1: rape and what people right. don't consider rape, and so all that. So I don't I
2: don't want to rehash the whole conversation. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. But I, I was saying some stuff about you know how rape is wrong, and you do need to teach men, and it's a shame to see her being attacked on twitter and all that stuff for the last few days and uh you know i had to say something and i saw somebody that was talking shit to her so i started dressing it and i saw other people come through and start addressing it and uh, i even saw bomani tweeting about it i saw a bunch of people start tweeting about it and it made me feel good to see that many men step up and talk about how rape is wrong and yeah, there's no situation there are
1: good men out there
2: there's a lot of them first of yes all. they are but here's what's more importantly you shouldn't get a fucking gold star a cookie for that you know what i mean mm-hmm this is just common sense shit like i don't expect anyone to be like oh right, you're the best dude in the world oh you're the greatest it's just right and wrong i'm not an advocate i'm not a feminist mm-hmm. i'm not i just know that rape is wrong and that I shouldn't know be it's so that shouldn't be something that i get applauded on and you know saying that uh black women should be able to enjoy scandal without motherfuckers trying to troll them hey, that's true it's not some shit that anyone deserves a pat on the back for you know it's just like it's it's just fuck like it's just fucked up that these dudes go out here fucking with these women just to get some goddamn attention, man. It's not that important. Uh, anyway, we gotta finish this. I've had these type of conversations with numerous black male colleagues and friends, and this sort of rhetoric is lifted up as the gospel truth. Oh, speaking, don't get me started on the gospel truth part of this, because a lot of this misogyny. Yeah. Any yeah, responses? That's a whole different subject in itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the shit comes right from the the places that we go every Sunday, or well, some of y'all go every Sunday. I opted out. Any responses about the lack of black male parental figures, the majority of black events, black violence, jail population, lack of education, or any rebuttal was twisted back to rest firmly on the unwed black mother's shoulders and her failure to raise a black man and her care correctly. Unfortunately, mothers don't have the luxury to fuck and move on to the next conquest without any repercussions. It's a cycle that I don't see an end to. Just like you, Rod, I'm, a dis- I'm as disillusioned about the subject as you are about Hidea Pendleton. You can't convince men to step up and parent if you don't want to. And unfortunately, society we live in allows that mentality to exist. The only recourse available for mothers in that situation is monetary, which opens up the gold digger. Why don't you just have an abortion and using a baby to trap a brother Diatribes. until some black men stop blaming the sun, moon stars and fictional TV shows for personal decisions they have made and step up the responsibilities they have created. Black women will generally remain the parental figures within the black community because if they don't, who will p.s. the above rank can be can be attributed to any deadbeat dad regardless of color but again i don't see many other men of other races publicly on the net going in on women of the same race in this manner um p.s. ask karen you made me cry in this episode oh that is all <laughs> so end on a high note uh archangel or marsha no three no times three please she don't like the marsha 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 thing okay all right well He'll forget next week, sweet. Don't worry about it. I'll try to remember not to do Marsha, Marsha, Marsha anymore, but that was fun. thought it was our joke.
4: (laughs) And this is why I hate
2: black
1: women. All of them suck because my feelings is hurt. Don't worry about it. He'll he'll say it
2: next week. My feelings is hurt, and black women ain't shit now. Don't look at me crying. All right, man. uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. with uh, a man, um, Sarone Russell that should be fun yeah a lot of people love sarong being on the show part of deceptive comics i believe and um we'll have a good time man so uh we'll see you guys tomorrow the dot com uh contact information blackouttips dot com slash about uh holler at us on twitter and facebook all that good stuff um send your feedback in leave us five star reviews we appreciate every one of them until tomorrow i love you you too baby Mwah. Mwah. What is <laughs> Never seen
4: a nigga this large now. Nah. Motherfuck the house, a nah. nigga garage is as big as the project. Yeah. I move from city to city like a nigga at large. Yeah. It's smooth as Billy D, but it's jig as the bars Like you really gone, get me. Huh. You look hard, but on the inside, you softer than a silicone titty. Uh-huh. The killer's wrong with me. You can look at the kid and see just how them chin chillers gone fit me. Uh-huh. I strut through like I can uh-huh. with me. Pockets bulging like I got some millions with me. Yeah. Any bitch that chill a Jones with me. End up butt ass naked inside to of Villa, home with me uh, I got a Ziploc, the killer grown with me uh, a hit of this body yeah, let me fill a bone with me uh, Just in the crowd rivers like he fill a bone Britney, uh, I really don't get me, uh, I really won't get me Yeah, Boy, I think y'all know by now that I ain't nothing To be fucked with I think y'all know by now that I don't care about who you fuck with I think hoes know by now that I'm that nigga they should fuck with I think y'all know by now it's Hey Ain't you that guy, there's no one else from head to aim through that fly uh-uh. Who put love point blank through that guy uh-huh. And it's nothing that these dudes uh-huh. ain't do that I uh-huh. can't do at my uh-huh. Earliest convenience, uh-huh. your girlie ain't been seen since uh-huh. the feature with Lil' Mo Over two million people, I reached with my little flow yeah. They said it sounded like the kid whose speech was uh-huh. a little slow uh-huh. Personally, I think they was reaching a little dough uh-huh. But now they are calling just to get a feature so it'll blow uh-huh. yeah. I'm teaching my little bro to stay on the grind uh-huh. And away from the leeches and look. I lose the black star power on bras Even devil worshippers got a bow to the guard I know for you cowards it's hard Your career's dead So I send flowers and cards without regards yeah, I think y'all know by now that I ain't a to be fucked with. Yeah. I think y'all know by now that I don't care about who you fuck with. Yeah. I think hoes know by now that I'm that nigga they should fuck with. Yeah. I think y'all know by now it's F A B O L O U S. I think they know by now who the fuck I be. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, here, but um. I'm with that S-T-R-E-E-T-F-A-M-I-L-Y For you non-spelling motherfuckers Street family